Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. I think the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, dailydownforce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item packed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. 
Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome back, everyone, to the NASCAR Rookie Podcast, Ooh. where the uh, rules are made up and the points don't matter. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. I did that <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, anyways, how's it going, guys? It is time to talk NASCAR with your th- four favorite guys here on Wednesday nights. I, you know, I, I try to think of a cool intro every week, but I feel like it always just, you know, collapses. Like, Darian has his little memes, and me is uh, trying to do a good intro. So there we, we go. should just turn this into an improv show. Just go all out with the with the references. Well, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next game is going to be uh, words from a hat. That's what we're going to play. <laughs> Darlington. Oh, I, 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 well, I put up cup race. Darlington ah, cup race. Yeah, wow. There you go. It's right. good improv, y'all. <laughs> there was a race. There was a race. Over there? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was an awesome race. Awesome Southern Five Hundred. Yep. You can. Oh my God. Race. Yes. Oh, that I loved it. It was. It felt like one of those really kind of like old school kind of like not. I won't say return to form, but kind of just like one of those Darlington races I used to watch when I was like seven or eight, where there's always some. There's always comers and goers. There's always someone just you know some kind of action. Someone next to somebody else in the pack. Um, the real. I mean, to be completely honest, while it wasn't like you know one of those top tier Bristol Night Race kind of races, it was one of those races where like. There was never a dull moment. There was always something keeping your intrigue. I love those races. And that's shocking because the race was like nearly four and a half hours long and it didn't have any red flags or anything. It was just, you know, aside from the stage, it was naturally a long, long race. But uh, I can say this, maybe I was dehydrated or something. I didn't leave my seat once during the entire race. I was there, I was sitting kind of towards turn one and uh, I was glued to the action from the get-go. Even the longer green flag runs, uh, the racing up front was always competitive and it felt like every 30, 40, 50 laps or so, a playoff driver driver was in trouble, usually by their own doing, whether it was, you know, Kyle Busch coming down, Austin Dillon, McDowell getting loose and spinning out, uh, Bowman scraping the wall, pit crews making a ton of mistakes, uh, Truex speeding on the final, uh, I think it was the final cycle of pit stops. Mm-hmm. There was drama from start to finish. So uh, I think this race by itself was just a quintessential, fantastic NASCAR race, a crown jewel, but serving as the playoff opener as well. 
just added more to this. They made it even more special, more memorable because uh, the storylines never really slowed down. So it was a good time. And let me ask y'all this, because I think I was a little bit skeptical at first of taking away this being throwback weekend. Do you think that guys mattered or do you think that made it better? Um, I mean, yeah, I, it, it was a little different, you know, like I could honestly say this was like the first Southern 500 where like, you know, it was, you know, on the, uh, the, um, the proper Labor Day weekend um, date, and then also like it didn't have the throwback stuff. So like, I don't know, it was, a, it was a little bit weird, but I mean, Hey, it's, it's still the Southern 500 though. We still had to have the 750 horsepower package and, and that was awesome. And it look, I'm, and uh, judging from uh, Jeff Gluck's poll too. I mean, they really love this package for Darlington too. I mean, obviously the best what did, rising to the top. What did he say? He said it was in the top, however much percent of all of his polls yeah top 20 it was in the at least the top 20 from what it was I like saw. it was like 13th or 12th i think ever it was it joined i think there's 16 or 17 races he's had that have gotten over 90 percent. yes this one was 90.7 oh, yeah. percent, which was the uh most highly rated race according to his twitter poll uh, of the entire season so i'm glad that people at home watching on tv enjoyed the race because I did in person, but you know, there's always, you, you kind of see two different races depending on where you're watching it from. I'm glad that uh, the broadcast did it justice. But also this race, it was like, like usually the Southern 500s, like, you know, it, it, at least in my opinion, sometimes they can get just really long and drawn out. I mean, they're supposed to be, it's the freaking Southern 500. I get it. You know, it's you know, one of the main traditional races each and every year on the uh, cup series calendar but this one in particular however like there was always something happening too and and like you said eric there was like no red flags it was like through and through just a long race and it seemed like i was just on the edge of my seat every time it's like i could i yeah i just i could barely leave my couch when i was watching it and stuff and also to add to that my parents were at the race and they said oh it was awesome it was freaking awesome so Sweet. i had a good time I think something, at least for us watching on TV, that made it good though is that like NBC was on their game this week. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't, I haven't, you know, been able to watch a broadcast from NBC really since like I think Watkins Glen, and that one was still like the radio style one. So like the last one I think that I can say that I watched that was a normal broadcast was the New Hampshire race that was in July, and. I don't think they were bad by any means. I mean, they were a man short, but they weren't exactly bad, but like they just seemed like they were amped up for that night. And it it also probably helped too, that like the first stage of the race was basically just a Russian roulette of playoff drivers. Mm -hmm. So they always had something to talk about. Uh, But it just seemed like every single one of them had something to add to the broadcast. Each segment they had, like the one where they had, I think it was Kyle Petty, Dale jr. Dale Jarrett. Um, that that those three had a lot of chemistry together too. Um, so Honorary no, Dale, <laughs> <laughs> Honorary, that's right. Yeah, he brought back the um, early two thousands look as well. <laughs> that's yeah, because the man stopped aging in two thousand eight. Um, yeah. But I, I just we we bring up so so often when broadcasts are bad. I think it's good to praise broadcasts when they do well, and they did really really well this week. I'm I just glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I was listening to the TV broadcast on my scanner. I actually was listening to TV instead of MRN because not because I think Rick Allen's better than you know Alex Hayden and everybody at MRN, but just because I knew most people were watching the TV broadcast, so I wanted to hear what it sounded like. And aside from the uh, Marty Smith uh, snafu that yeah, Dale Jr. That's made, right. which made me laugh, made me and also laugh. and also uh, KFB, you know, saying uh, well, geez, I think that, I think that added to the broadcast, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I thought they did. Sounded like they did a really good yeah. job. And I thought switching up the the 
teams, I guess, midway through. Poor Dale had to work the entire four and a half hours, but the rest of them switching it up kept it fresh. So I'm glad people enjoyed that. I did too. <laughs> it was yeah, good. Yeah, and then Michael Waltrip stole the show with his tweet about Kyle Busch. Yeah, what? he just. Oh, I didn't see it. Wait, what was it? He, he just said, shit. Yeah, that's what he oh. said. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's all he tweeted. Tell it like it is, <laughs> literally. I feel like, like you know, I, a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people on Twitter and stuff, kind of like in their teens. And I'm just like, you know, back in my day, you used to get penalized 25 points for that. Yeah, game. they used to cost you championship. Well, that didn't cost juniors a championship, but it was a it was it compounded. It, yeah. But, um, <laughs> No, but I mean that 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 was fun. Aside from the uh, nearly having vehicular manslaughter, um, yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about that more? Or are we yeah, talk let's about find that? out. Yeah, well, yeah, hold on. So Kyle sure. Busch, like, okay, so it's one thing for him, you know, like he had uh, clearly that wasn't Austin Dillon's fault at all. That was um, all Kyle Busch there, and um, he had even stated in his interview too. I mean, outside, you know, from uh, from the uh, the cussing and stuff, that you know the amount of practice and stuff, like it's really starting to affect because like. He was saying, like, you know, oh, we ran really well in the simulator. And then we come here and started running like shit, basically. And and then I was like, oh, my goodness. So, like, we're obviously. We're taking full advantage of saying it. Yeah, we're just quoting yeah, it. We're quoting yeah, it. We're just quoting. We're not, yeah, we're not saying Using it. Using good journalistic practice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'll so, quote somebody. And, and see, we can even say it a little bit more professional, too. Following the incident at the Darlington Speedway, Kyle <laughs> Bush said shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but anyways, you know, like, you know, it's one thing for him to, you know, go on his rants and stuff like that. I mean, that's entertaining and stuff. But I mean, Eric did like point out immediately and I give him props for this. Like, like, yo, like somebody could have gotten hurt when he was like, because look, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you. When I first started, you know, um, when I first started it, um, going uh, to these tracks and stuff like Jared had to help me like keep my head on a swivel. Cause I had no <laughs> idea what the hell was going on basically. <laughs> okay. Well, from this, yeah, this yeah, is, I actually did think of this when this happened. So when we went to Bristol for the first time, mm-hmm. Darren, was that like your first time in the industry? It was my first time oh, in like that sort of garage. In the garage yeah. yeah. And like, so I've been in the garage a lot before that and in the infield. And so I like literally Darian's like, Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. And (laughs) I'm having to like grab him by his collar and bring him to the side. So he doesn't get run over by a car and inspection. And I, and and I could, and I was just thinking too, I was like, you know what? If that were my first time, that probably would have been me. That would have gotten hit probably or somebody. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it probably would have been like a new one. I feel like it wasn't just Bristol. I feel like it also happened at Miami later that year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most I was still that. learning. So basically, yeah, most of 2019. But basically, in conclusion, though, I mean, Kyle Bush, like, that was really dangerous because, I mean, somebody new could have been, you know, there and stuff and not really knowing, you know, what the, you know, what's going on and stuff. I mean, and honestly, to be fair, I mean, he basically came out of nowhere. I mean, there were four cones just placed right there and it kind of just turned in and, like, so even I, like, I, I want to know, did he go in the actual pit entrance or why was those cones actually there? From what I saw, I can't remember if it was Bob Pockris or Gluck talking about it, but there's actually an opening just beside the cones. The reason the cones were there is so that the drivers would be forced to cross the mm-hmm. start-finish line before pulling into the garage. They'd get credit for that lap. Um, Kyle Busch cut the corner and went through the cones. It seemed weird because it didn't look like there was a lot of space for a car to fit through there, especially if one was damaged and couldn't turn that well. But, yeah. I mean, the- there was enough space, but, I mean, there were people walking there, and then there were a couple of, like, guys had to move to the side. The thing was, it wasn't just pedestrians. It was track workers and crew mm-hmm. members. It wasn't, yeah. like, just mm-hmm. old Joe with a hot somebody, pass somebody was in, Somebody was even, like, yeah, you know, pushing, pushing like, set of tires. Yeah, and had to stop. So, no. I thought, I don't know. I, I lagged out for, like, 30 seconds there, so I missed part of the conversation. Right. But if we talked about the, the fine he got, I thought that was a fair penalty. I think yeah, people, yeah, saying, people saying he should have been suspended or whatever, obviously, are just trolling. Yeah. I think $50,000... 
I think that's reasonable. I think yeah. I thought it was fair. I, mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but I mean, I kind of want to quote Randy Moss on this one. Granted, ten grand is you know, you know, in two thousand four is probably close adjusted to for inflation. Now. Yeah, um, but I'll quote Randy Moss with Kyle Busch's penalty. What's fifty grand it's to me? Straight, What's fifty grand? Just no. What, what you gonna pay it in? Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. I mean, yeah, straight cash, homie. I won't be honest. From Rowdy Energy Revenue, they probably made that up today. Yeah, probably so. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's not really going to get the message across of like, hey, dude, like, that's really unsafe. You could have really hurt someone. Mm, yeah. Um, but everything else was from him was awesome, though. The interview and just oh, not yeah, caring yeah, and stuff. No, that, yeah. Uh, but uh, people thinking he should be penalized for that is that's stupid. Yeah, no. But, Talk, going away from what he did there, going back to some of his valid criticisms for NASCAR, what I heard and what I actually tweeted when that happened the way I translated what Kyle Busch said was basically him trying to say, in his own way, screw simulations. We should be really practicing for these races. Yes, and they're will... not they're not getting enough information before they hit the track. Yes, and he'll get a lot of that next year. Well, yeah, next year. The, maybe some, some of the practice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, look at Kyle Busch won a championship in 2019. Since they went to no practice, he's won three races in a year and a half. Like, I, obviously, he's suffering from lack of practice. Also, a new crew chief this year, less opportunities to work with them. So I get it, and then I agree. We all want more practice and qualifying back next year. Uh, but you know, I. The, my whole takeaway was it was funny that he cursed. I, I, I thought it was kind of funny that he ran through the cones, except for the fact there are people around. Um, but I looked at that and said, yeah, that's exactly why he gets booed loudly after yeah. during every driver intro appearance. Cause it's like, that's, that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. And, and you know, rightfully so. I don't like a lot of it, but it's entertaining to watch. Um, so I don't know. He's embracing the villain. I, I wish he was more consistently the villain because I think when he then goes out to Cancun or whatever and dances in a speedo, that doesn't really. It's like how, how can I for, how can I be mad at you, drunk man? Like, like yeah. think about it. three weeks ago, he was dancing in a speedo, and now here he is, you know, plowing through the garage, cursing on TV. That's the paradigm of Kyle. Yeah, he's like, it's just whoa. It's it's either all of one or zero of the Kyle, other. It's we cool. if we if we get him on this show this year, like by well, the end speedos. of the year. No, I am going to dead ass ask him, will you post a video on Twitter twerking in a Speedo in front of the championship trophy? I want to see what he'll say. <laughs> no, he'll be, I, I, I shook my head, but then I realized he might do it. He <laughs> might. Stop myself and he, I'm might. Like, oh, no, he might do that. I mean, you know, <laughs> place that rowdy energy if our, tequila. If our champion really does, oh my God. <laughs> tequila flavored rowdy energy well, coming to well, sports well, near well, you. What is it? You can go to the bar and get like some shots with like a mixer with, 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 with Red Bull and stuff like that. So replace it with rowdy energy and then there you go. Oh God. <laughs> Kyle went on a bender after winning the championship. <laughs> Kyle Busch is a man of three different phases each week. The beginning of the week, he's pissed because he's racing and and, and he's not happy because of his his racing. And then afterwards, it's time to party. And then later towards the end of the week, he's happy dad of Brexton at the local dirt track. And then he's back to being pissed because he's racing. Yeah, he is multiple. He's not racing well these days. Someone, yeah. someone, not as not as well. <laughs> since we have like a meme a week, someone should tag us. You sh- uh, should edit the poster of Split and put mm-hmm. Kyle Bush on it, and just yeah. different different stuff like that for Kyle Bush. 
Yeah, basically. Multiple personalities. What's what going on in Kyle's head? It's just but speaking, but speaking of <laughs> speaking of the other Kyle, Kyle Larson, thank you for making it entertaining for us on that final lap, at least. That was, that awesome. was awesome. That was that yeah, was he great. literally NASCAR heat wall rided it around turns three that's, and four. And it would have worked if Hamlin didn't run up into the wall himself yeah. to block him. It's, it's that like, was crazy. It's like you expected Mr. H to be on the headset. Listen, Kyle, everyone else has wrecked their cars, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, basically, three of the four Hendrick cars ran into some type of problem. No, and Larson's no. like, hey, screw it. Yeah, and then he made it four of the four. So, yeah, at least yeah, he got he, the P two at least. He junked his car there on the cool down lap, blew a tire straight up into yeah, the wall. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if it was worth it at the end of the day, but you know, with the amount of races they've won this year, the he's put them back on the map. Well, not Chase has put them back on the map, but he's kept them on the map, heading the right direction this year. I guess he's earned the right. But it was fun. It was good. It was a highlight. <laughs> if they, he would have won it, we it would have been completely 100% worth it. Yeah. If he would have won I it. I like how they embraced the meme of having him dress up like the guy who says, I'm just going to send it this week on social media. <laughs> I just, you look at, it's further evidence that he is the best driver in NASCAR. I think he, all around driver. He, he just, he yeah. thinks differently than anyone else. No other driver in the field would have even thought to try that move. But Kyle Larson, with the year he's had, the role he is on, Big brained it, thought I might be. This is the last lap. This could only work on the last lap because it's going to damage my car too heavily to continue. And again, if Hamlin takes it one second longer to react because he didn't see that coming, Kyle Larson wins that race. He's the best driver in, in, in racing in North America, without a doubt. Anyone who disputes at this point, I will argue this point to the ground. It, it just, you don't see anyone else making that decision in that moment and almost making it work like that. That's insane. That's crazy. Well, and the, the funny thing is, I guess I saw the, the, the comparisons to the Carl Edwards move, though, and it, it, uh, it is 0 for 2 now on video mm-hmm. game moves in NASCAR. Yeah. So is. we'll find out at this rate. We'll find out in 2034 if someone can pull it off again, depending. Um, I'm just the difference, though, is that Edwards's move was never going to work. Larson's move was working until he yeah. So that's it the difference. Have. We're making progress. We're yeah. making and also, progress. And also, like, just the funniest thing, you know, out of, out of this whole weekend to me is after the week he had, Denny Hamlin, of all weeks, scores his first career or his uh, first hey, win of the season of I, all weeks. I, I just remembered, I think it was Jarrett who said something that Denny just can't win anything this week. Did you ever get yeah. aged, Did you ever get aged NASCAR for that? <laughs> Damn it. No, uh, no now I, I will. probably will. <laughs> I just remembered. I saw that tweet and I, and I started thinking, wait a minute. He never got Asian NASCAR. Yeah, but now. Damn, Danny. Right? What what kind of, what color of that bus you threw me under is it? Like, what, <laughs> Did you get the it? license plate? Yeah, geez. Yeah, but now. Yeah, the license plate is A-G-D-N-S-C-R. But now that's all right. I picked I picked the winner of the Xfinity race, so I win. (laughs) Hey, we got the truck. Hey, I got the truck winner too. Yeah. Shout out to Creed. And I got (laughs) nothing. (laughs) See, all dead all Denny needed was a little motivation from his well, ex girlfriend. Yeah, he he went and got it. I I would like to know how she felt after she found out who Uh, probably not good. (laughs) I would assume more money for the court case. Anyway, um, (laughs) speaking, speaking of uh, other people who probably are going to need a little money for some repairs, uh, playoff drivers, which ones do we start with? Ooh, well, I, I jinxed McDowell at first. So let's start with him. McDowell's he got jinxed starting out. (laughs) Who didn't get jinxed? Is it is it that hard to jinx McDowell? Like, <laughs> I mean, he spun he was, out like a minute after he was I running him. like tenth when he spun out. I'll give him that. They clearly put some effort for. They brought a decent car, and he he just blew it. That's unfortunate. It is just no one to blame but himself on that one. Mm-hmm. Who 
Who else you? Who else did you uh, jinx, Darian? Because I remember at one point I'm like, Darian, don't you dare tweet about this person. Uh, I think that's it. I think that was the only. Well, I mean, some people said I jinxed Chastain because he didn't win, but I'm like, he still got P3. Yeah, he was like, still right good. there. Yeah, he was fun to watch. Good. Yeah, so, it was uh, almost as good a show as the top two down the stretch there. Yeah, like I mean, the night started. Hendrick, we talked about earlier, but Hendrick obviously is in the deepest hole right now. They came into these playoffs, people saying, Oh, they're all going to make the round of eight. A couple of them, maybe all of them will make the championship four. And right now I think two of them are outside of the top 12 currently. Now I'm not in panic mode yet for Bowman or even Byron necessarily, but uh, it is, it's a bad first race. Bowman scraping the wall. They stayed out too long, blew a tire, collected Byron. It just, yeah. And it it just free fell from there. Cause then Chase Elliott ran into somebody on pit road, ran to like a tire or whatever it was. And then uh, later in the race, he got squoze by a Bubba and Bell. It just, I'm looking at it right now. Byron is nine points out. Uh, Kyle Busch is two points out and Tyler Reddick and Bowman are actually tied, but the tiebreaker goes to Reddick right now, I guess because of a better better finish finish at Darlington. Well, that makes sense. I was like, Bowman has three wins. How does this happen? Like, I thought winning was everything. My goodness. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. Chase Elliott is plus four right now, right above Almarola. Yeah. Hey, Almarola's above the cut line, though. Let's go. Can you imagine the Mickey memes that would be made if Elliott got eliminated before Almarola? Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to be honest. He was looking okay at Darlington, but he he had had those issues with the brakes. Blaney did drop from like second coming in to fifth, and he's going to two tracks that also don't spell good for him as we keep progressing. So and just keep an eye on him. And what is with Penske and these brake issues? That seems to be common. Now, it's true. Right? I didn't think about that. Not even yeah. just road courses now. Blaney. They yeah. It's crazy. And he was like, he was livid on the radio. I don't, I don't know if y'all heard his radio. He was livid. Like, ah, no brakes. I never Blaney really sounds hear. funny when he gets angry. Yeah, he sounds like yeah. he's talking through his teeth. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> And hey, props to Eric Amarola. He's he's still in there. He's still in there, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Shout out to IDK, man. He predicted this from day one, basically. Shout out to Kevin. I don't know his middle name. I like to use their full names, but Kevin something Kevin Harvick. Harvick. Kevin they ran great. They led laps early in this race. It was mm-hmm. the best they've looked pretty much all season long. I know they lost the handle a little later on, but he still came back despite, didn't he have to like pit out a sequence at one point as well? He mm-hmm. still came back. Yeah. He had a loose wheel. That's right. He still came back to finish fifth. And you know, he came into these playoffs, the bottom seed. Now he's seventh plus 20. He's just got to get a couple more top 10, top 15s the rest of the way. And he's good to go to the next round. I was asking earlier in the race. I'm like, did the 11 and four sandbag the entire, the entire regular season. And all of a sudden just come out. Cause that's for sure what it looked like after stage one, for sure. Yeah. I have to admit, I was like, are, are we are we back in 2020 right now? Yeah, like did did they just like not care the whole regular season? Like I don't know. That was funny. That was funny. I, I mean, hey, but hey, it's the playoffs. Everybody sets up a notch, or you're at least supposed to if you can, you know want a shot but, at making the I mean, championship. Even, no, no matter where it's been historically, the first playoff race always has been kind of like everyone comes out swinging for the most part. I'm and really missing for the most part. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> they yeah, came out wrecking. Yeah, year. swinging, swinging yeah. and missing. Too, but for sure. I, I, what I'm what I'm interested in is. So we go to Richmond this week and especially Bristol, like who's able to actually keep it up, you know, like that's, that's what I'm more interested yeah. in. Like to I, your point, even last year, Austin Dillon, they showed up with a ton of speed the first mm-hmm. two races. And I believe it ran out by the third race. They looked yeah. to be like a 15 yeah. place team again. And it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I think that as it goes, you'll start seeing like 
Like, I don't think Elmerola is going to stick around, really. Like, uh, McDowell is definitely, definitely Championship make, four. Championship four. <laughs> if McDowell if McDowell somehow gets out of this round, he's making it to the, the, to yeah. the, uh, the promised eight. land. I, I, don't, promise. I don't recall Elmerola being great at Richmond, but I do recall him having some good runs at Bristol, so we'll see how he does. He's good at Richmond. This is honestly his best round by far, so you know, uh, we got he didn't run well at he finished like 18th uh, in this race, but because so many people finished outside the top 20 and 30, he's plus three. Hey, um, it's not impossible for him to make it to the round of eight if he just survives this because he's won Talladega in the past. It's not impossible. It's also not probable, I'd say. But <laughs> anything can happen. We haven't mentioned him yet, but Truex, um, I know at least a couple of us picked Truex to win this race. He had a top three, top four car um, and finished fourth despite that uh, – unfortunate speeding penalty on the final cycle of pit stops. So it was tough to pass out won. there. It was tough to pass out there, but Truex was, um, was making it happen regardless. So even though he didn't win, he's in a good point situation because of a strong recovery. And Kurt Busch, I think is like fourth on the yep. playoff. I think he's like plus 26 or something. Mm. I mean, that's pretty darn good for Kurt Busch. I mean, I, the one car, especially that's pretty good. A good spot to be in. Imagine Ganassi goes out and wins the championship there last year. Pulls a that would be, that would be poetic. That'd be funny. Yeah, but uh, I'd say uh, anyone that really surprises you so far, really, I mean, because nah. you look how close they are, and it's like you kind of see why some people are higher than maybe they relatively should be. I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised, like, just after one race, we have two Hendrick cars, you know, on, on the outside looking in right now. That's the only surprise at the moment. I, I, I think this is going to be an interesting battle between Bowman and Reddick, because I feel like Reddick's going to be pretty good at Bristol. Then Bowman, of course, won Richmond earlier this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm. I was surprised that the three Penske cars were kind of a non-factor most of the night. They didn't have any real cat other than Blaine. He didn't have any catastrophic issues. They're still looking okay in points, but they ran like 10th to 12th most of the night. That's not going to get you to the championship four late in the season. Yeah, I the, the one I will say one that that um I'm so it just surprises me seeing his name above Chase Elliott is Christopher Bell. Yeah. That surprises me. Like he survived. And then, okay, and then Larson, I don't have like because like on our famous itinerary, we have seventh through sixteenth. I, I um Larson's plus eighty if that's where you're yeah, going. Like he's he's pretty much safe. <laughs> what's he gotta do? What's he gotta do in at Richmond? Like how, Show how many yeah, where's he gotta finish to 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 make the next round? Like it'll be good. Yeah, yeah I like think twentieth or so is like would lock him in. For yeah, sure. I think I think after after accumulating like some type of um, some number of points after stage he one, he'd probably be locked in. Points. Right? He oh, okay, sixteen total points in this race. So easy, yeah. easy. So like twentieth or twenty fifth. Yeah, but mm, I think twentieth. It's like twenty third. It's like specifically somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure he'll be good. And that's uh, if, if, and that's if like Reddick wins or Bowman wins or something. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I'm basing it off of where Chase Elliott is because like if there's two more winners that are below him, it need to be above like tenth, eleventh around there. Mm-hmm. So you should you should be good. Um, no man, but I, I'm I'm surprised though that it's this close because usually the first round is the most boring round. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, yeah. it was tough. I don't remember if we talked about it because we didn't do predictions on this show. We all did our own, or many of us did our we own special videos. But I, like, I, I thought the round of sixteen was the toughest round to predict because there was a was, lot of guys. There's a lot of guys like ninth through sixteenth that I think are dead even from Bell to Byron, or not actually Byron ahead further, but from like Bell to Kurt or Reddick. I'm like, oh man, I could go either way with any of these guys. Yeah, I was the same way with that. Um, I will admit I did not think that guys like Bowman and Bush would be 
below the cut line, even at the first race. Um, I mean, I thought like for me, it was like Almarola and McDowell. I was like right away picking, but. I mean, Amarola, maybe he just has to 16th his way into the next round. Hey, survive in advance, Amarola. Just survive. Do in you advance. think Bristol's maybe a wild card, but I don't think Richmond will be as wild as Darlington. I don't think we'll see yeah. nine of the 16 playoff drivers have major issues at Richmond. Maybe I, I'll I, be wrong, but I doubt it. I, doubt uh, it. I hate we, saying that. We could see issues at breaks. I know there's been issues at breaks at Richmond in the past. I, I hate saying this. Um, and this is even with Texas and Kansas in there, but I feel like Richmond is going to be the most boring race of the playoffs. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Like with I'm, that. I'm, I'm not meaning to like be a Debbie Downer on it. Just like I think that not much stuff playoff wise, like we saw at Darlington, is going to happen. Um, I, I think it's just basically going to be who whoever's fastest, whatever you you got, you know, bring it. Uh, I will say one thing that should be in the back of, even though Bowman won there last time, but should be in the back of. Byron Bowman and Elliot's minds here is that remember, even though Bowman won, Kyle Larson ran like 20th all day. Like mm, that yeah. team just missed the setup. So it's like it's possible for a Hendrick car to just completely biff the setup and yeah. just be awful. Um it is gonna be important for especially where he's at for Bowman and Byron to 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 not do that. Uh I remember Bowman's run especially he started like in the twenty range, I think is where he's gonna be starting this weekend probably. Uh he started like way in the back and just slowly kept creeping up through the field and then took advantage of that ten to go restart. Yeah. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot. We'll we'll go over that later though. So all right. Well I think with that uh let's talk about the ratings. Jarrett, you wanna do that part? Yeah, so uh, this race got a 1.43 rating, uh, which is up from 1.37 last year. So about like 0.06 uh, points up. Uh, okay. So that's that's good. Uh, and had 2.5 or 2.458 million viewers. I can't read tonight, uh, which means that we had about 24, 25,000 extra or uh, added viewers compared to 2020. So. Good happy sights. Uh, even though it's a little bit up, it's still up. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one. That's a good one. But uh, we also have ratings in a different place. Darren, where do we have ratings at? The ratings. We have them in the poll, the famous iceberg poll. Yes, Jerry. Do we have a new poll record tonight or no? No. No. Uh, no. no. Um, <laughs> what is the record? Was it Talladega or have- something? Um, let me check real quick. I I, I have them all. I, mean, I didn't. I think it's Dega. I think it is Dega though. If I'm not yeah, I can I can I can pull it up right now. Like Dover or something random. The Coke 600 had 17.7 thousand. Whoa! Bro, I don't even remember what happened in the Coke 600. Not, I I, nothing. I, nothing. Nothing happened. What think. happened? Who even won this year? I don't. Larson. Know. Larson won. Oh yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it was it all now. Hendrick and Kyle mm-hmm. Busch. Yeah. Um, looking at this one, we didn't get a record. We had 15.9 thousand. So, mm. you know, still in the top five, uh, 55% of you thought this is a great race. Uh, 31% said good. 9% said average and 2% said below average and, uh, finishing it off 3% of you said that this was a bad race. So what was that net positivity? 86%, which is fourth of six Darlington races pulled, which shows just how good Darlington has been. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. well, it's tough. Tough to crack. Yeah. So looking at the comments here and what everybody's saying, uh, the other White Castle says, plot twist. 
Larson wasn't trying to win with that turn three move. He just wanted to make sure Hendrick Motorsports achieved a 100% crash rate this weekend. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. Yeah, just wanted to finish uh, it up. Let's see. Ant Borb says, uh, as a Larson fan, those last 40 laps were such a tease. Other than that, pretty good race. Sucks for all the Hendrick cars had problems, though. Uh, let's see. Rudy Case says, classic Darlington race, and Larson trying what everyone does in NASCAR Heat 5 was the funniest part of this race. Man, a lot of playoff drivers had troubles tonight. Congrats to Hamlin for barely holding off the wall-riding Larson. <laughs> Man, Mr. Wall, uh, we might need to start calling him uh, Mr. Wall Pop. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. We'll, we'll go down a little bit here. What if we can wall pop at Bristol when we go there? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Hey, he'll, he'll he'll be he'll probably be locked in at that point. So hey, there's no oh, risk. Yeah. Huh? yeah, might as well. <laughs> Isaac Gonzalez says, "Well, that was an insane finish." Side note: the Applebee's commercial hits different on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hate that. So I didn't see it one time by streaming the race on the app, but I saw it all the time while watching the Tennessee Vols game. So I knew exactly how people felt about that. I yeah, had not like, yet seen it. So I whenever you stream, playing. whenever you stream, sometimes they just play the same commercial. And yeah, that one in particular is so annoying. Because we're fainting like Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't bring that no, up. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Shinobu D21 uh, says, great racing. Kurt drove all the way back up to the top 10 at the end. He did. So that's something that uh, I think that's something pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, well, this was, I think, the night of. So, Tahim Brown says, Eric grades this race 8 out of 10 on the groovy gauge. I'm calling it. No, I give it a 95. I don't do out of 10. Have you ever yeah, seen 10, the yeah. gauge? You haven't, clearly haven't seen the groovy oh, gauge. I give it a 9 you, out of 10. Do you even watch Out of the Groove? <laughs> you, do you oh. even know... Who who I am? Hey, Jeff Burton. Okay. Jeff, okay. Jeff, Bur- okay. Jeff Burton obviously does. Jeff Burton said out of the groove, I think, either yeah, on Saturday Jeff or something. I, I can't remember when he said it. He said I, it during the weekend, though. I heard that, and literally, like, the theme came in my head. Dumbfire yeah. um, no Gaming says, Larson on the last lap. I'm dropping the hammer. Uh, let's see what else we got. Like that went over all of our heads, but I knew what he was talking about. No, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, I, I know what he's talking about. Really like, line. Yeah, yeah. That's like, dude, I've I've heard, trying to. Be I've heard it. I've heard it so many times. I'm dropping the hammer. It's, no, okay. you're not. NASCAR's a game of milliseconds. You've wasted oh. so many te- so many seconds by saying it's, that line. It's, it's like, wait, there's a hammer there, dude. That's gonna mess up our wait. Way. We're gonna get wait. fined for that. Wait, no. It's like, wait, you've been in third gear this whole time and decided to switch it up to fourth. What are you doing? I'm dropping the hammer. Crap! I shifted down to one. <laughs> Um, Andrew Meyer says that's the kind of racing I love to watch in NASCAR. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Top five race of the year. Um, a lot of positive comments this week. Think about that. Overall, that was a great follow up from Daytona, which is usually like one of the more exciting races of the year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, was not um, a lot down at all. Kyle Larson in there, uh, in here says, I was so close. If I had a second to move to the inside, I would have won. Mm-hmm. F bomb. I'm not going to say that one. Um, Jeffrey Robertson, unbelievable till the fat lady sings. Uh, and then let's get to that last comment here. Yes. Uh, I'll say this one's negative for some reason. You haven't even heard a name yet. I got to hear the name. Twisty Probably boy. Negative. Twisty negative. boy. Neg- negative. I say it's negative. Spelled with O I. That's Twisty gonna, boy. That's going to be negative. negative. Do you know who Twisty boy is? <laughs> He's the most negative person in the world. 
No, I don't know who he is. That's Denny cheats his way to victory. Terrible <laughs> race. And then Denny delivers says, found Jordan Fish's burner account. <laughs> um, Wait, so technically it's that Denny delivers is actually the last comment. Yeah. Oh. If you want to say it, yeah, He's for sure. Broken the system. Yeah. Hacked the system. Um, well, yeah, so that was pole. Uh, but there was there were a few other races this weekend. Yes, there Let me were. touch on those real quick. Yeah, so uh, or if we don't want to, I was waiting for somebody No one watched the Xfinity series. No, do you know who won the Xfinity race? The Xfinity series. Hey, shout out to shout out to Noah Gregson. He stepped it up after we had said the last show, like, hey, he's got to step it up now with this extension and all that. After just doing that, yeah, yeah, but then Denny Hamlin, he had to. I mean, well, first off. That incident involving Carson Ware, that wasn't Ware's fault. Hamlin kind of was like, "Oh yeah, it was." Yeah, no, come on. Oh, it was. I yeah, don't know. Dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. It Is wasn't Ham- all Ware. No, it was. Yeah, Carson it wasn't Hamlin. all. Yeah, it wasn't, okay, but yeah, it was like sixty yeah. percent. He definitely. It was. A, okay. It was. It was clear he hasn't been on an Xfinity track or a NASCAR track. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I agree. So sixty forty. If you want to swing it that way. Um, but then Hamlin. Um, what happened? Did he either he he sped his on pit crew. road, correct? Or his, his crew, crew messed up? Came over the wall too early Mm-mm, and uh, it was funny because it was during that drag race with gregson down pit road and i thought for sure he was gonna get hit with the speeding penalty because he was pushing the issue he's gonna force it but nah, it was his crew this time wow he actually had someone to be angry at other than himself on pit mm-hmm. road damn he could have swept the weekend too That's i just I, was, I, I saw someone put that meme of thanos with me because it was like everyone picks hamlin i pick gregson they called me a madman <laughs> I told now to be fair, and you'll see it in my video that I think I'll have out tomorrow. I, when I first got to the track, first driver I saw was Noah Gregson. I talked to him for a minute, and I have it on video, me telling him to his face, "Hey, I hear you're one of the favorites today." And he was like, "What?" I was like, oh, "Really? Like you think so?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, man." Yeah. He went on to win the race, so yeah. he didn't have yeah, faith in himself. He's been he's, he's been really good him, at Darlington. You gave him the confidence he needed. That, that's three races in a row. I've given I these guys say, good luck. Good luck charms, basically. And they uh, all every driver needs to come talk to me before they get in the car. That's that's yeah. what we've proven. Or put put you on the so, but story. If, yeah. <laughs> if you were going this weekend, though, you would say Noah. I'm sorry, but Ty Gibbs is here. You have no chance. <laughs> no, see, Ty Gibbs is too powerful. He he'd break the curse. I could talk to every other driver, and Ty Gibbs will still win. You, you, you would say you say Ty Gibbs and Dell Jr. Are here. You have no chance. Go park it right now, sir. I don't know. The last race where it was just me uh, at it for Xfinity, Ty Gibbs ended up crashing out. So. Maybe I'm a bad luck charm. 50-50. We'll see. But the Truck Series race, that was good, too. Shout out to Creed for winning. Hold on. Hold on. What? The other Xfinity race there's that I was more, at, he had... important things. Well, the, the, I'm just... Hold on. I think I'm, I think I'm actually Ty Gibbs' bad luck charm. The last Uh-oh. three Xfinity races I was at, Ty Gibbs crashed out. Then at um, Indy, horrible strategy, ended up mm-hmm. running out of gas before the end of the race. And then at, Ro- at uh, Road America, has engine issues, finishes like dead last. So whenever you go, he doesn't win. I'm going this weekend. <laughs> Keep that in everyone's minds. Praise Dale. And we'll see. Praise but... Hale, praise Dale. That truck race. Did you say though. praise Hale? Praise Hale, praise Dale. It sounded like. Praise no. Hale, praise Dale. <laughs> Nothing here goes, Jared, go to every Xfinity race, please. <laughs> you could just say what's on your shirt. That's good, too. Dale, yeah. yeah. But the truck race, though, I mean, that was a very interesting one. Shout out to Creed, but also just like 
the, whoever runs the uh, Nice Motorsports account, like that's uh, I had never seen that before. I, they just straight up called out Derek Krause for his aggressive driving. I, I, I couldn't believe they actually responded back to what I said. Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, sometimes the truth hurts," and stuff. I'm like, whoa, and and because what did the tweet say? It said something about, "Hey, Napa, I don't know why you basically sign just over. basically just said, why do you even sponsor this guy? He's trash." No, oh. no, what they said is, "Do you, do you sponsor him because he always needs repair parts after every race?" Yeah, and I then like, they just damn. replied to Dan. Hey, tweet hey, and that was hilarious wait, too. Did, did you see napa racing's pretty savage uh, response back to them they, they said sounds like they said sounds like you guys could also use this and it was a it was a uh, link to a like a 20 percent off coupon to napa or something like that but well nice uh, motorsports got the crushing blow by saying yes because your guy keeps <laughs> <laughs> no nice motorsports i loved it i i Derek krauss I think he's a good driver, but he's been an absolute menace this year. Go back to Knoxville. He was the driving issue in that disaster of a race. It was all Derek Krause half the time. I might so, have to do a, a Derek Krause experience video. I still think I, he's I, – I think he's talented, but it's like, yeah, he sometimes drives in over his head, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I, but I – I love that the team, the whoever the intern on Twitter was doing it, but I wish the drivers would do it. That's the problem. Drivers don't get in each other's hey. faces. Derek Krause should be getting swung at every now and then after some of these races this year. It shouldn't be happening by a random social media intern. And you know, I don't love them tagging the sponsor like that. I think is a little mm, tacky, yeah. but at least they were clever with it. They made the reference like, oh, because it's spare parts, you know. And Napa, the Napa Twitter account seemed to be okay with it, but uh, other than that, I. I I love it. I like call each other out. If you think the driver's consistently making mistakes, go for it. I think yeah, but I, I, yeah, I do agree. I wish the drivers would too. I mean, I mean, especially, you know, these two, because I think they're pretty close in age too. they're, you know, considered the young and, you know, up and coming drivers. And I don't know, it's always entertaining to see, you know, the young drivers go at it every now and then, you know, oh, so. that's it. not as entertaining. It's awesome. It's awesome. Especially yeah. in the truck series mm-hmm, like, yes. and Xfinity series. I'm sorry. The one that came to my mind, cause I saw a picture of it today was just the one where, um, was it John Hunter Nemechek and, uh, Cole Custer, where it was like the freaking NFL tackle. <laughs> he speared him, came out of like off screen, beauty flying in. Beautiful, uh, parallel to the ground. That was a, that was a that was a good tackle, man. That was fun. That was we good. haven't seen any good. Uh, have we seen any good like brawls in the truck series? I you know don't talk to me about that. John West Townley, you know the weird wrestling. <laughs> yeah, match. That, no, not that, that doesn't count. But like That's aside from hug. that one, the Nemechek and Custer. Like when have, have we seen? And, and you know, no, not Natalie Decker throwing Spencer Boyd's hat <laughs> on the ground. That doesn't count either. <laughs> Well, like, I feel like I'm missing one, but it feels like the truck series is the tough, gritty series. But because we got a bunch of 16 year olds in it, they're not fighting each other. They're just they're letting the sponsors and the PR people like, do it. They're so. talking a big game and then they're not doing anything. So I don't know. Like, I'm, hey, I'm, like, hey, he he did this to me on track. Hey, I want you to tweet this. They probably go to them and all. <laughs> no, not sure, kid. Whatever you want. All right. <laughs> there you they go. just come fly. <laughs> but yeah, come on, guys, do it yourselves. And, yeah. Throw hands every now and then. Uh, ben Rhodes v. Tyler Dipple. That's what's in the chat. What was that one? Ben Rhodes. Uh, I, oh, I can't even, remember. Even last year, speaking of Ben Rhodes, even last year in Rhodes, I don't remember who he junked. Eckes at, at Texas. Eckes. When he right hooked him into the freaking dog leg wall. Dude, that, them's, that's a – he could have sent the man to the hospital. Fight. Mm-hmm. Stick up for your guy, the crew guy. No, he just gave him He just gave him the finger. That's oh, it. Give Eckes him the finger. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do that on the way to here every every See, week? Here we go. Yeah. So in the chat, Arca dads. This is that's what. Yeah, that's what maybe, it is. This if what they won't is. fight, let's get their dads. I want to see Mister Something Nemechek versus Mister Rhodes and God. Tom else. Logano was ahead of his time. Wait, wait, <laughs> hold up, hold up, Eric. Did you just say Mister Something Nemechek? You don't know who his dad is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. You're like, oh wait, I just wait a minute. Yeah, you just, I didn't I'm, even think about that. <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Something Nemechek. Mr. Something Nemechek. Coming out of turn four, Mr. Something. I want Mr. Something Nemechek against Mr. Something Deegan. Yeah, his dad. His dad's nobody. Only won four Cup Series races. That's funny. That is funny. I didn't even think about that. That's great, man. That was probably the funniest part of the whole show, right there. Right there, can't be top. Walked right into it. Do you know who John Hunter Nemechek's dad is? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of John Hunter Nemechek, uh, he's locked in off points. It looks like Uh, as Creed locks in with the win. I see that whole bit. Got IDK player actually laughing though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But looking at the playoff standings right now. it's get, it's it's pretty close still at the cut line. Uh, there's let's see four drivers above within 15 points, and w- the two underneath are within 12. What do you guys think when it comes to uh, changing? You know, when w- racing at Bristol, like what this, what kind of change do you think you'll see in the points? Any this swing? is this is very interesting. I mean, like Chandler Smith, I feel like I like you know he, he's 12 points you know behind at the moment. I'm pretty sure he either has to have a really, really, really good finish or win at Bristol in order to advance. And then also, go ahead. Didn't Chandler Smith almost win Bristol last year? He did. He did. So he's he's walking into a pretty good situation um, entering Bristol um, in his favor. And then also Zane Smith is just five points below Austin Hill. I feel like guys who are like, Mm, let's say you know six through tenth. I feel like you know that could have a huge swing. You know, especially at Bristol, maybe. So we'll see. Who who do you think gets in and who does he replace? Mm. Uh, you know, I think I think um I think Zane Smith will probably miss it somehow, just barely. Um and I don't know. I don't know. Like I want to say Chandler Smith is gonna win Bristol and he's gonna run good, but he's he's very inconsistent. So let's say Chandler Smith does somehow win. I think, you know, a guy like either a Todd Gilliland or a Carson Hosevar will probably miss the, miss the cut line. But if Chandler Smith doesn't win and doesn't, and uh, perhaps doesn't get a really good finish, then I'd say Zane Smith and Chandler Smith are going to be the, I, those two out. I don't recall, honestly, the six taking truck, whether it was Austin Hale or Brett Moffat really doing great at Bristol in years past. I wouldn't put it past Austin Hill only being five points of good. I wouldn't put it past him actually exiting. Yeah. I, I think Zane Smith's in trouble. I think Chandler will run well this week, but I wouldn't say like Ben Rhodes, who's plus fifteen, Todd Gillen plus eleven. I feel like those are the kinds of drivers who you know are prone to maybe getting caught up in something early in the race and finishing mm-hmm. outside the top thirty. If that happens, I think that opens the door for some uh, some of yeah. those other guys below them. Yeah, Bristol truck races are known to get crazy. There can be a lot of big crashes yeah. in those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six through ten definitely could be a major championship swing there. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's about all we got from Darlington. Jeez, we we done a lot, man. About Mister Something, something. Um, No, but uh, I I guess instead of looking back, let's look forward here for a minute. Yeah, NASCAR is exploring the idea of racing the Clash at the LA Coliseum. What y'all think? 
Okay. So as a West coast fan, like, obviously I'm a little bit biased towards here. I mean, like, I'm not going to say it's an awesome, spectacular, wonderful idea. I feel like on paper, it's, it's not a bad idea on paper. Okay. And I see what they're trying to do with the clash here. You know, like we've talked about the clash for years being kind of, you know, I mean, at this point, pretty much, you know, irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. And also some of the races, I mean, dude, the 2021 was absolutely atrocious. It was entertaining, but I mean, from a racing standpoint, just seeing all that equipment torn up for basically no reason was kind of like, I might need to change it up a bit. So then they do the road course and we were there for that. And I mean, but honestly, outside of the last few laps, I mean, was it really that memorable but no not you know no to be honest um especially at the race yeah yeah and we were at the race too we were right there you know filming the you know the whole last lap spin and stuff like that but i mean outside of that there wasn't anything particularly of note to really remember but i feel like for this um the clash here it's um i mean props to nascar for trying something new but the way it'll be executed, I have a lot of questions on because, I mean, I'm a diehard Rams fan. I saw them play in the L.A. Coliseum there. And, I mean, even even with the opposing team's fans in the stadium, they couldn't even sell that out. You know what I mean? So it's like for a, a random NASCAR race that has no um, – that in the grand scheme of things has absolutely zero points implications in terms of the championship and all that stuff, like – you know, are locals going to come out and see, you know, the clash at the LA Coliseum? I, I'm just not sure. I mean, I do understand why Fox sports wants this, wants this though. I mean, the offices, they're right down the street from the LA Coliseum. So it makes sense uh, logistically with your TV partners, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if this will have the long-term staying power. And then, and once this, and if, if the, um, if this uh, doesn't end up working out, like what happens afterwards, does the clash start to rotate? I don't know. Danny, are we? Are, is it a black screen? Yeah, I, I apologize, yeah. Brian. I got oh, that. oh, it's a black white screen. That's a white screen. Yeah. Oh, now no, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Sweet. That was just a little glitch. I accidentally uh, clicked the zoom bar too many times, and it went it went many on me. I was like, oh crap. Uh, <laughs> hey, it was the it was the NWP radio network. For I'm, a little I mean, bit there. I mean, I, yeah. Watch this. We can go straight up radio right here. You don't have to see us or anything. But, oh, hey, here we are. Oh, there no, we go. But gone, yeah. gone again. But oh, we're back. But yeah, pretty much you guys heard my opinion. Like, I just, I don't know if it'll have a long-term staying power, to be honest with you. My thing is, it sound, I love the idea. I love the idea of bringing NASCAR to a big city, entertainment capital of the world, right there in the backyard of major sponsors, celebrities, uh, the network, of course. And it's that dead week between the uh, AFC and NFC championship games and the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl is already going to be in LA. So a lot of people are going to be coming into town for that entire week for all the festivities. Like on paper, it sounds great. I just worry it's too late in the game to be announcing this. Because I'm with you, Darian. Honestly, place seats. I looked up about seventy-seven thousand fans. It's not going to sell out. I don't that. think they're going to sell it out, and I feel like it would be really bad optics if NASCAR was unable to sell it out. If they'd announced it like a year in advance, giving us a full year to hype it up. Because the problem is, a lot of sports fans have already booked their trips to LA for the Super Bowl. It's not going to be easy for them to be like, "Oh, let's you know circumvent our plans a little bit and go to this NASCAR race." You know, you're going to be attracting all new fans, and I just don't see seventy-seven thousand NASCAR fans deciding here four months before the race that they're going to go do it. It will be a once in a generation, perhaps event, a quarter mile, probably size bullring with 20 or so of the best drivers inside football stadium. Like it will be a spectacle, but will it sell out? I don't know. Since it's so late in the game, will they have the time to do all the promotional events before and during it that they would like to do? It's going to be expensive for the teams. Like, 
I just worry that if they're going to do this, they should have confirmed it months ago. I think it's maybe too late to do it now, but I'm still open to them trying it, especially since it sounds like maybe next week we'll get the schedule confirmed. Maybe that's enough time. Maybe they've planned a lot of these things months in advance and it's just about selling tickets. Go, go, go. Maybe it works. I'm all for trying it. I just worry this isn't the best timing. And here is my concerns on it. We'll be talking to uh, Tommy Joe Martin's here soon. He actually he kind of got Twitter a little riled up earlier this week about his you know thoughts on the demographics of NASCAR fans and all that. But my concern on it as an East Coast NASCAR fan is this something that I'm willing to spend so much money to fly all the way to the West Coast, get a rental car just to go see this? Not necessarily. And I feel like a lot of your other core demographics here on the East Coast might feel the same way. You might actually already have a lot of fans who are, you know, feel like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to worry. I know the clash is going to be in Daytona the week before the 500, right? I'm already planning my trip to be there for Speedwigs. Speedwigs not happen now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just see too many scenarios where it just doesn't get the draw that they're expecting or, uh, or wanting. I'll- I'll admit I was initially kind of pissed because I already mm-hmm. bought my tickets. To I was about to say, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I still bought, selling them too. You go on their I website, bought, they're still selling them. <laughs> yeah, I bought all, all of my t- all tickets of for Speed Weeks already. Bought, like, I'm ready to go. Jared bought every ticket for the Clash. <laughs> That's why oh, yeah. I couldn't find any. Damn it, Jared. Yeah. Are you <laughs> um, but, you know, my, my selfish needs aside, uh, my my deal is just that LA sports culture in general does not really care about anyone except like if the Lakers are good or like or if the, the Dodgers the are. Basically, world. basically, if their teams are good, then they'll care. They're the Lakers fair, and Dodgers. That's it's it. a it's very that. fair weather fan base, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry if I'm insulting any LA fans. I'm not saying oh, it's every one of you. I'm saying I'll back you up. As a I hate group. I hate LA sports. I'll, I'll yeah. trash. Hey, I'm just hey, I'm a Rams fan, but it's not because of LA. I've been a fan since no, they were yeah. in San Louis and stuff. So just yeah. to clarify as well, you're loyal. You're the, yeah. that's why Loyalty. you're not a normal Loyalty. LA fan. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, so my, my deal is like, uh, and I made the I, I I brought this up in my video is you look at the two LA teams in the NFL, for instance. And I looked at two examples here because I'm a selfish Vikings fan who only looked through the lens of purple. Um, And the Rams Vikings game in 2018, Darian can back me up here. That was one of the most, if not the most hyped up game of the entire season because the Vikings Vikings and Rams were the two Super Bowl favorites of the NFC that year. And the place was half full and uh, half of that was purple. Mm -hmm. And then LA in 2019, the Vikings came into town and they so, they did sell out to 40,000 Vikings fans. And so it's like and and what what I'm saying is the reason that it sold out that Chargers game is because the Chargers were a second tier sport to them or a second tier team. And a week before the Super Bowl when all the Super Bowl stuff is going cuz Super Bowl stuff isn't just like the weekend of it. Like media stuff is going on, and there's a lot of buildup in the in whatever city is hosting the Super Bowl, the week of, and like literally the week after the NFC Championship game through the next weekend and through that week. And I'm just worried that NASCAR is going to be pushed aside in what is basically now going to be the opening act of their season uh, right before. So I I'm not a fan of it in the city. I I personally think that. We, you know, killing speed weeks is not a good way to to hype up your fan base for a season. When in reality, now, like remember remember what speed weeks used to be. Like it was like you know the te- pre- 
preseason testing, which we still might have, uh, but preseason testing. And then the week before you had the clash and then you had Daytona 500 qualifying and then racing or practice literally every single day through the week before it. And now it's basically been shrunken down to like Wednesday to, to Sunday. Like it's, it's sort of like a glorified off weekend. If like, you know, it's not even like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even really call it speed week anymore. It's just like, speed days or something speed you know weekend mean? yeah basically <laughs> work yeah. week pretty much <laughs> five days yeah yeah, yeah spring I, break <laughs> yeah. I, the way i look at it is to me i just don't think there's anything they could do at daytona to build the hype around the clash again you know what i mean like i think mm-hmm. it's i don't see them backstretch going, track backstretch track. i don't know no, I, I think if, i think so if, you you wheel in temporary seating Whoever already has a ticket in the infield gets in free. Anyone else who buys it gets a tram in the way that we did in in uh, August. And I mean, it'd be fun, but that's not that's not beating the the oval or the road course, in my opinion. At least a not short, a, TV. a quarter mile short track. But what? It, but it's it's on the back. They don't do they even have grandstands back there anymore? No, they, 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 they bring temporary. temporary oh, okay. the so so there's only like ten thousand people at most able to see it. I, I, it'd be there's a show. So many go to it to begin with. Well, <laughs> 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 probably go to it in LA. <laughs> probably should. like, well, like I, I, Darian, I don't think get more Darian than that, and I but. were there at the Clash this year, and it was a freaking ghost town. We were we were like saying like jokes back and forth and yelling stuff back and forth, and nobody could hear. Yeah, we could It did. It echoed. It. Cars weren't there. It was freaking echoing inside. Yeah. Of was it as quiet as the kink at Road America? You know, the like yes. birds chirping. It, I, yeah, when the cars weren't on track and like if the PA wasn't on, it was it was just, just, just as quiet. Dude, so, there weren't even people on the on the street outside the track. Oh, it was no. so empty. Like well, the city had like evacuated that day. So I, I don't think. Point is, I, I don't. I'm not worried about them abandoning Daytona for the clash. A lot of people in the chat. And I wish I talked about this in my video this week a little bit, but a lot of people in the chat are mentioning Bowman Gray. It's kind of the same quarter mile stadium feel, Mm -hmm. obviously not up to snuff for a typical NASCAR race, but I thought of the recent MLB field of dreams game. And I understand that had a whole movie behind it. There's not really a movie behind Bowman gray, but think of it as baseball. They played a game in a cornfield. There are only like 10,000 fans in the seats. They built it basically, I don't know if it's temporary, but they basically kind of, Jerry rigged that field to a company uh, to, to accommodate a base, a major league baseball game for one day. Uh-huh. And it was a huge, hit. it was the most watched MLB regular season game on TV in like 20 yep. years. So mm-hmm. NASCAR runs a race, a 20 car exhibition, Bush clash, I think at Bowman gray mm-hmm. <laughs> and only 10,000 people show up and it's not great facility. It's a little rundown. It's not Daytona rising or whatever, but it's, it's, yeah. it feels real. It feels gritty. And it's a made-for-TV event. It's something that not that many people get to see in person. You can charge a lot for tickets, maybe, but millions to none because it's a quarter mile. We haven't seen a quarter mile in NASCAR and who knows how long. Like This is going to be nutty. Probably the 70s, maybe 60s. Exactly. So I, I can understand people saying, why not try Bowman Gray, obviously Bowman Gray. I don't even know where it is. Is it in North Carolina? Winston, Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. Not no, the same not hype and buzz. It might be a LA. third mi- of a mile, by the way, uh, because oh, is there it? there is a, uh, no no for um for the LA Coliseum because oh, there gotcha. is a potential uh, course that they can use that would basically be a third mile. So, well, I just look and I say, you know, it'd be. I think it could be a positive thing. It's not going to have the same widespread, you know, mainstream media effect that a, a race in Los Angeles might have, but I feel like there's also less, less risk associated yeah. with it. So it, less lower risk, but probably a lower overall, overall reward. Um, 
I don't know, but I'm still okay. I'm okay with them trying LA. Part of me wishes they'd punt this to next year and do this in 2023. So they have a full year or so to promote it. And that's, that's the thing. They, they should do this with this year's cars. You shouldn't, you shouldn't waste the next gen car on this experiment. That's probably a given. That's probably. Yeah. Good. Same with the dirt uh, race. Cause they're going to have that. So I think that that would be a smart move there too. Right. Okay. I think that covers that. We get yeah. Tommy Joe in here. We'll have to ask him about uh, about his tweet about get, shit, like, have him share his thoughts a little bit. Yeah, we'll get him here uh, in a and moment. They should be joining right? pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One moment, I will be right back. I got I got to get something real quick. So I'm gonna right, myself cool. as we. Uh, I think we go on to the mailbag question. Yes, the mailbag questions up next. I think. I I think I can, can read it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I can read it. Uh, go ahead. This, go ahead. this week's question comes from Wyatt. Appreciate uh, you sending in this question, Wyatt. Thanks, Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt asks, or says slash asks, when you were young, which driver did you dislike the most so that when they would win, you would be mad or grumpy for the rest of the day? For me, there were two main drivers, Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch. So when Jimmy Johnson won his seventh championship, I was very frustrated from Wyatt. Uh, thank you for asking, Wyatt. Uh, I definitely got bored watching Jimmy win so much in the late 2000s, early 2010s. I never got like mad because I never disliked Jimmy. He was a hard guy to just dislike, you know. Um, I would say I didn't like Tony Stewart winning because he was the only driver I ever really disliked. Like I did not like seeing him succeed. So I'd say Tony Stewart, but at least by like 2014 or so, he wasn't winning that often. So I kind of, his last couple of years were refreshing i guess um but uh, that was probably that was probably it for me what about you guys did y'all have anyone that stood out uh before junior went over to hendrick it was the hendrick guys because johnson and gordon would win all the time it seemed like and then once junior went over to hendrick um that hate for them kind of stopped and then went over to kyle bush basically for a little bit for a short time period there so i'd probably say those are the drivers that really didn't like like too much growing up but i'm really objective now so i i don't know i just cover the sport now so so i'd say for me it was same as as you know it was gordon then kyle bush and then like 2015 until i started like on youtube was joey logano Mm -hmm. (laughs) those three were like the big ones yeah for sure so okay well i can't really <laughs> honestly cobbush is the only one that i can say but hey i just want to give a shout out to my lovely wife we'll get to super jets later but she just put in 26 dollars because my 26th birthday is tomorrow Ooh, happy, birthday. Happy, birthday. Happy, birthday. Hey, nice. yeah. happy birthday bro nice nice well with that's that, amazing with that being said appreciate the happy birthday from the wife there uh yes. Uh, I think we're about ready to have our guests come in. And, uh, Jared, you're the host of this meeting, so you'll have to be the one who lets them in. I mean, put in the spotlight again. At least I'm not being thrown under a bus. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, Wyatt, for the mailbag question. Appreciate it. Uh, You can send your mailbag questions at... Uh, what is the email? Weekly podcast yeah. guest at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all one word, all lowercase. Uh, spam. Uh, how about this? I want everyone to spam that in the chat because that's easy to spam. Um, but if, if you want to help with that, put weekly pot. Yeah, there you go. Blue Jimmy. There you go. 
Nice. And then, nice. yes, reminder, do not ask to be on the show for that will be disregarded. Yes. Um, I like how we add that every week. And I don't think anyone's actually emailed you to add No, they have. The show. Yeah, they have. Oh, yeah. I thought we, they had. I thought we'd ask. I just, yeah. that's, why we, that's why we make sure to say it every week. Hey, so I, I, I delete it every time. He's, he's had that. And he's had far worse in his way, too. So. Uh. Well, I hope we'll Wyatt, wherever that. he is, I hope Wyatt's enjoying watching Jimmy mm. struggle in IndyCar. That's, yeah. what, that's, all I, that's, all, that's all I hope. I enjoy Jimmy's Carvana commercials. I don't know why. I just think they're, uh, I think they're funny. And, and with that, we will get to uh, our two guests who are now both here. So I'll let them in right nice. now. Sweet. All Thank right. You. Got it and ready. And give them a minute to connect to the audio. Get the spam out of the way. Hey, how's Eat. it going? Going. What's up, guys? What's happening? Hey, what's up? What's awesome. up? Great to have you guys on tonight. Hold on, I'm trying to fix this. Yeah, yeah. thanks All for good. having us, guys. Of course, of course. So, big announcement already. It's been made public. So, uh, I'll start with uh, you, Tommy. Um, uh, what are your thoughts heading into next season? So, this is what's weird about this is like I'm still in the middle of this season. Yeah, and I know, I know. Garage is too. Uh, I mean, there's goals that we want to accomplish right now, but you know, obviously, we're super excited about next year. Uh, Alpha Prime Racing and and uh, that kind of coming from Martin's Motorsports and what we've been able to build over the last couple of years. I couldn't be more excited about it. Garage is such a, a key piece of that. Uh, I would say probably the biggest piece of our future moving forward. So uh, to have him on the podcast tonight too, talking to you guys about it. Uh, I think collectively we're both just really excited about the opportunity. I know Caesar is as well uh, about really building this thing into something special. How did this deal uh, come together? Because Tommy Joe, like everyone knows Tommy Joe Martins, Martins Motorsports has been a staple in the Xfinity series. Um, but where did the partnership, or I guess the soon to be partnership with Caesar Baccarella, where did that begin and how did those conversations go? Yeah, I'm not going to take credit for a lot of that. I think that was mainly Caesar's idea. Uh, he, uh, he had kind of come up with, I think, his own realization that his future in NASCAR primarily should be focused on the ownership side. Uh, he's had such a successful business with Alpha Prime. Uh, they've done really well. And he's been able to, to race in sports cars and have a lot of success. And NASCAR was always just a fun thing for him. But I think the amount of money that Alpha Prime and the sponsors he was able to raise to race in the Xfinity Series, I think the money he was spending – he looked at that and went, you know, I really ought to be looking at ownership more, more so than just like an arrive and drive situation, which is what he was doing with BJ McLeod and what he was doing with, uh, with Mario Gosselin. And so it just came at a time where I had announced that I was going to be stepping out of the seat a little bit next year, uh, that we were looking for other partners, other drivers to kind of come in on the 44 car. And I think Caesar because I had known him over at BJ McLeod when he first got into the Xfinity series, I think he had a familiarity with me and he reached out to me and just said, Hey, you know, is this something, uh, you know, I'm actually looking into team ownership. And I said, well, you don't need to start a team. <laughs> I actually told him, do not start a team. That's a really bad idea. It's really competitive out here right now. Um, and then actually I thought about it for about a week and I went, you know, my dad had talked to me and Rodney Reese, our co-owner, they had talked to me about wanting to step back a little bit next year. And, you know, I guess it took me a week to kind of process that. And then I reached back out to Caesar and said, hey, you know, is this something where you'd be looking for a partner or are you kind of looking to branch out on your own? He said, oh, yeah, I definitely want a partner. And it just wound up being the perfect partnership. And, and his goals and my goals really align 
I think both of us look at this like uh, Caesar's not trying to run full time. I'm not really trying to run full time either. And I think that creates opportunities for us to bring in somebody like Raja, who we know is poised to kind of lead us into the future as a business. I've, I've been able to race for a long time, guys. Caesar's been able to do a lot of things he wants to do. I think we're perfectly positioned here to be a platform for somebody like Raja to come in here and take the first step on their career. Well, I, that kind of leads to what my kind. My question is for you, Raja, is what's it like kind of knowing that that next step is coming and, and knowing you're going to be a NASCAR Xfinity Series driver? Is it kind of daunting or is it just like really exciting? Like I, I want to know what your mindset is right now with it. I would say, Jared, um, similar to what Tommy said, like we still got four ARCA races left this year. We're going to try to make Martinsville in the late model and we'll run the big Florence race in November. So I guess that's where, where all my, my mental capacity has been focused on for the most part, just doing all we can to ensure that uh, we continue our progression and, and hopefully be a little bit more competitive in the ARCA stuff. And um, I think we can make the Martinsville race and be competitive in that one. And I have no, no doubts about our, our speed at Florence. So um, that's kind of what, where my head's been at. Um, I won't lie to you, like that whole week of the announcement on Monday and, and just the, the whole week was, was a little bit crazy. Um, just because like, I remember I went to the hall of fame for the first time, like in 2016. And then, um, to have that event there, like five years later, um, it was, uh, I guess I had a little moment to myself. So that was a, a pretty surreal experience. Um, but I guess to directly answer your question, it, um, it hasn't really been daunting or anything like, like too nerve wracking yet, but, um, really probably race day is when that'll happen come uh, next April. <laughs> Raja, I want to ask you, I know family is big for you and your family's always been there to support you during your racing dreams. So I got to ask, what was it like? You know, obviously you said that this week, you know, this past, well, these past few weeks when it was announced was big, but obviously behind the scenes, you had to know before it was publicly announced that like, wow, this happened. What was it like when you when you called the folks back home and you got to tell them it's official? I'm an Xfinity Series driver. I mean, I think Danny, it's uh, it it wasn't entirely like that just because it's really just a team of, of dad and I that kind of do all the stuff. I whenever people try to reach out to me, I'm like, okay, well, you gotta go through my dad too because it's two of us. So um, we kind of were um, we and I I'd known Tommy since he had texted me after Dover and back in May and um kind of set started that relationship and introduced him to dad and that kind of got the ball rolling with that and so um dad obviously filling with mom and stuff and my little sister so it was it wasn't like a whole like moment of hey mom this is happening but um kind of everybody's been supportive and there throughout the, this entire process so um it was kind of a collective like all right this is going to get done so good job everybody all right. And look, I want to, I want to speak to that too because Roger just brought something up. That was the first time that I ever spoke to to him was after a Dover race that I felt like. And, and Raja, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but I think that's probably one of the most impressive drives of your career so far was the Dover race, where you were running running third behind Josh Berry and uh, and Ty Gibbs, who have been winners in the Xfinity series, and uh, I, whatever, just the, the competitive speed. That was such a crazy race. There were right front tires getting blown everywhere. Um, and that's eventually what happened to Raja. It kind of got taken out of that race for no fault of his own. 
having just a terrific run and, you know, being 34 years old and having been in this for a long time, I just really felt for Raja in that moment because you can kind of tell the way the race was building up. I, I'm sure, Raja, you felt like you had a chance to win the race and then to have it kind of taken away, no fault to your own. I just I, watching that as we were getting ready to race the next day, I just really felt for you. And, and Brad Perez, as you guys know, is the tire uh, specialist on our team. in The Xfinity series has also run an ARCA series. And he had a relationship with uh, with Raja, and I, and I just asked for his number because I wanted to reach out to him and just tell him, you know, keep your head up. <laughs> like, really, really just trying to be polite because I just know how heartbreaking that must have been at that moment. I love that. I love stories of, like, like that feels very old school where, like, a driver goes out in a race and puts on a show, turns heads, and, like, gets a phone call. You know, like, that. that seems really, like – something out of a movie, you know, out of a Hollywood script. That's pretty awesome to see guys go out and earn those types of opportunities. Uh, I want to ask you this also, Raja, I know we're talking about Xfinity stuff, but uh, I heard you're also going full-time ARCA racing next year as well. Like uh, the Xfinity starts are great as well, but it sounds like you're going to have a lot of races on your plate next year. Looking, I know you're still focused on this year, but looking ahead to that, are you going to approach that season any differently? It feels like it's a really big step, not to put any extra pressure on you, but it feels like it's a really big step in your, uh, your overall career. Yeah, Eric, like in addition to the full ARCA stuff, I'm also looking at um, with whatever sponsor dollars we have left over to see what um, what truck stuff I can do just because like we're hopefully going to get to do like five with, with Tommy and Caesar and not wanting to go over that to make me to allow me to be eligible for rookie of the year in 23. So um, I think like I'll have a pretty full plate next year. And I think the part where I'm I've been kind of lacking over the last, I don't know, six seven months is that everybody that i'm racing against is in the car almost every weekend like mm-hmm. ty's running xfinity stuff sammy mm-hmm. smith Corey Heim, daniel died they're running supers and pro late models like almost every weekend right and i if between from dover to to southern national was a month from southern national to iowa was over a month from iowa to milwaukee was a month and so from pensacola to nashville was two months so um in addition to having like you know, twin 40 late model races sprinkled in between there. That kind of was where I felt like I had, I, I needed to improve upon as a driver, just because like, I'm not going to get better when I'm not in the race car, like, you know, being present at the shop and working on myself physically, like that's one thing, but the only way I'm going to get better is being in the car. So um, for next year, it's going to be, I think very beneficial to me to be, not only doing the full ARCA season and getting my first tried plate tracks, first tries at uh, road courses in a stock car, right. And, and get more experience on mile and a half. Um, but to just get more accustomed to this because I've not even run, I don't think 50 total like stock car races, like ever, like I guess in my two years of racing in stock cars. So um, that's kind of where I've been lacking that. But um, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I've, built a really good relationship with everybody at rev. And, um, I think like the foundation that I've got there, um, will, will help for, for going to Daytona, going to, uh, going to Dover, going to Kansas, going to, um, uh, Phoenix and, and Pocono, right. These places that, um, I will eventually go with to Tommy with, um, and have kind of a notebook and some even be there like the same weekend, like, Hey, free notes. So, um, yeah. and free practice, like Tommy told me a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. um, I think I'm just really excited. I, and on the pressure note, like I, 
I say I don't feel pressure, and then my girlfriend will tell me you seem stressed out, and then I'll be like, yeah, I'm kind of stressed out. So <laughs> just um, it depends who you ask, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I put pressure on myself to give it my best shot. I know I've, there's a lot of stuff I guess going around me for various reasons, obvious, but um, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I just enjoy racing. It's my passion. That's what I feel my purpose is, and I'm gonna do my best to give it my all. So what it boils down to, it sounds like to me, you're just stressing the importance of more seat time, it sounds like. Exactly. Like, it's it. what annoyed, or what not not annoyed, I guess, but what kind of hindered me a little bit is like the, the, the ARCA races are what I've had the most pro or most difficulty with, obviously. Like, I've run seven races this year, right? And second race at Pensacola, I should have ran second, but I thought thought the seat was like 30 to go. And then... Dover happened. Uh, Nashville Fairgrounds. By the way, the Fairgrounds is like a really hard track, so I have to figure that out if a national series ever goes there. <laughs> I'm kind of worried about that, but we'll cross. Hey, I got I got a lot of notes there, buddy. I've only run about. <laughs> it about looks about fun. 30, it looks fun. About thirty late model races. That was the home track for me. I got you. Um, Sweet. <laughs> I'm almost don't. Quote, I'm almost willing to bet that if we do see a national series go back there, you'll probably see a ton of renovations go into that track, and maybe they'll just redo the track. Who knows? So we'll yeah. See. Well, really quick, one of the big things, and I think this is for both of you, uh, is that the chat is leaving uh, some questions, and the big one just comes back every time to to, to overall expectations, whether it's long term or, yeah. or short term. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you guys like, kind of looking at when it comes to to that? Raja, you go first on this, because because by the way, this is this is a fun question. Because this is actually when I sat down with Raja and his dad and Phil Horton, who is uh, one of the directors over there at Rev Racing um, and the pit crew coach over there and uh, just an awesome guy that has really been a mentor to, to Raja and so many guys that have come through Rev Racing. Um, but when we sat down, that's the same question that I asked Raja. I said, what are your expectations going into next year? What are you trying to accomplish in your career? So I'm interested to hear if Raja has the same answer now that we've made the announcement. <laughs> So, all right, no pressure. So I would say, <laughs> I would say for our, um, I guess our Xfinity program next year, like with the, the upgrades that, um, that uh, Tom and Caesar will be getting done in the winter with getting a new shop or working in the new shop and getting new equipment and stuff. Um, personally, like, especially if we can get this rookie test down, like uh, I feel like, especially towards in my second or third race, like I feel like I could be, um, you know, top 20, top 15 speed wise, anything, and probably a little bit better. Um, just because like going to Richmond, going to Martinsville, like those are racetracks that have similar characteristics to places I've been before already, um, along with Dover. Um, so I, I think, uh, that will be, that's kind of realistic goals. I think for, for those, um, races. And the, I think the things that are going to be most difficult for in those cars will just be the length of, of the races and the distance just because of just having trying to figure out what I need to do to myself physically to last in those races and seeing like all drivers do different types of things, right? Like Bobby Gillis told me like he would just drink beer before races. Right. And um, you would see, <laughs> and then, you know, Ty, Ty Gibbs goes to GoPro every week. The the Chevy guys go to GoPro every week. Real Rogers and Nick Sanchez, you know, ride bikes like, three times a week. So there's a lot of different methods getting to the same point of, of lasting in the race car. So I think that'll be the thing that I struggle with 
probably the next year. Um, and I think with the ARCA stuff, like especially having this first year under my belt, I feel like I could be competitive and, and be in contention to win races. Um, I believe we will be competing for like a full points championship too. We didn't do the dirt races this year, but we'll see if we do that next year. Um, that's kind of my goals for the ARCA stuff as well. Sweet deal. I guess my final question is, you know, Bubba Wallace has been a mentor of yours for quite some time. I mean, has there been any talks with him about, you know, maybe running in the uh, same Xfinity series races you'll be running in perhaps next year? Um, so I think the, so he ran that race for Shiggy. Um, cause Austin wanted to, to be at gateway. I know. So, um, I think I haven't asked him about what races, if he's doing any next year, but, um, we were texting like the day of, and said, he said, we'll talk more like if you guys get that rookie test down and then, um, and then when it gets closer to Martinsville and Richmond next April. So, um, yeah, that's really been all the conversation like that. Like, um, I'm appreciative of how helpful he's been to me. Um, I mean, that's that's my man. So I, I feel really appreciative to have that relationship with him. I'd say we accidentally skipped over it, but I wanted to hear uh, Tommy Tommy say uh, if Raja got his expectations right the second time. Yeah, if, uh, <laughs> what, what do you think for next year? Well, look, I, as the guy that's out here doing this every week, and, and I talked to Raja about this and, and his dad and everybody, like this is – it's really hard out here. I mean, it's really hard. Like I've got over 100-something starts in the Xfinity Series alone, and I'm racing against people every week in my part of the field. I'm racing against Brett Moffitt, you know, who's a Truck Series champion. You know, I'm racing against uh, you know, Jordan Anderson, who's put together a great program with his car. And I'm racing against uh, Josh Williams, who's won races in the ARCA Series. And Alex LeBay, who's a Canadian Series champion. And uh, Jeremy Clements and Brandon Brown and Ryan Steak, who have all made the playoffs in the Xfinity Series. So it is deep. It is deep in our part of the field. And the thing that I stress to Rob uh, uh, and his team here is like, you know, yeah, we're racing in kind of that, that B area in the field, but you're racing against a lot of talent and, and you're going to learn a lot from racing cars in this area of the field. It's going to make you a lot better driver. So the thing that I want Raja to do and, and the thing that Raja has been really open to and, and so humble about doing is just learning. I mean, that's it. I don't really have expectations from a, from like a positional standpoint, right? I mean, I think realistically our car is in the top 20 cars on the grid. I feel really good about the, the program that we've built here, and we want to try to move that forward a little bit next year. But really, as far as Raja goes, I just want him to make all the laps, finish the races. If he does that, he's probably going to be in contention for top 20s and top 15s because I really think the ARCA program next year is going to make him so much better. Just being in the car each and every week like he talked about, having a chance to learn each and every week, go to some of these same tracks that we're going to on the Xfinity schedule and partnering that with the races that we're going to do. By the time he gets to the Xfinity car, he's going to feel a lot more comfortable. That's pretty excellent right there. I, I think it sounds like you guys have a very, very solid plan there. And we're looking forward to see what, uh, what you do, Tommy, what, what Caesar does and, and, uh, what Raja does when he's behind the wheel next year for sure. And, uh, definitely you're looking to, uh, close out the, the rest of the season real good. Um, still, still a good amount of time left in there. Uh, what are some of your, uh, maybe goals for the rest of the season? If, if we haven't really asked that yet. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting in the top ring in both the driver standings and the owner standings in the Xfinity series. And, and that's where we wanted to be. Uh, we knew just the complexity of the field 
you know, just as many good cars as there are, as many good drivers as there are. Um, like right now, Brett Moffitt isn't in the top 20 in the driver standings because he had declared for truck points at the beginning of the year. So that's how deep this is. <laughs> Landon Castle, I think, is not in the top 20 of the driver standings. Wow, wow. And, and we know how good Landon is, you know. So uh, it's just really, really tough out there. Um, and I think if we're able to stay up in the top 20 in both the owners and the driver standings, that's going to be a win uh, for a small team like ours. I mean, we really look at it like that going into the year, and and I really don't think our expectations have changed much. Uh, unfortunately, we had a, a tough weekend at Darlington. Uh, we blew a motor up and then got run into <laughs> from yeah. behind <laughs> and, <laughs> and killed a car. But, uh, you know, the thing is, like, you're going to have bumps in the road over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. We understand that. Uh, the important thing to me is where we've been running in these races. And we've been running around the top 15, inside the top 20, very consistently uh, at times in the top 10. And we've shown a lot of speed. And that's it. Uh, You just know that eventually those finishes are going to turn around. And, you know, we still got nine races to go, guys. I mean, nine races, that's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's almost a third of the year (laughs) that we still have left. So there's still plenty of time for us to to really cap some of our runs off with some great finishes too. And, and that's what I want to see us do close strong, um, set ourselves up for a good, uh, a good start to the season next year. All right. Absolutely. Uh, do we have any more questions? I think from the, no, I'm well, good. I mean, I, I, I mean, we could, we could, we could bring up, uh, with the clash real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get Tommy's thoughts on the clash really oh, quick. I guess. We got Tommy Joe on video. Oh my <laughs> there gosh. we go. Finally. He's going know. face cam for this one. He, he got on just for this. <laughs> okay, there it is. Jeez Louise. All right. We got to go on. I couldn't get my computer working. We're good now. <laughs> right, that's good. That's good. But uh, uh, before you head out, Tommy, um, just your really quick thoughts on the, on the, uh, the clash being in LA perhaps next year. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are picking on me because I said something on Twitter. Well, well, well no, uh, no, no, here's the thing, you know, you're an Xfinity Series owner. You don't have mm-hmm. uh, you don't have a horse in that race, so you can say what you want on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you look, you guys are absolutely right, and that's probably why I should just shut the hell up about the whole thing. <laughs> to be honest, uh, what I what I think about in these kind of situations, and, and I guess the reason that I spoke out about it is number one, uh, that LA market. We already have a race there in Fontana. Uh, it's there. That's becoming um, a short and, track. And now it's going to be a short track. We're going to reconfigure it. We're going to do whatever to it. But what I immediately thought of is as a team owner, if you told me, okay, you man, congratulations, you made the clash. I'm thinking, cool. I get to spend another week down in Daytona. I was already going there anyway. That's nice. But now instead you're going to make me drive all the way to Los Angeles and back. Um, a week and a half before the Daytona 500, and that sucks. I mean, that does suck. And, and I hope it's a smash event. I hope it's awesome. Uh, I hope everything goes off without a hitch, and I am completely wrong about this. Uh, but from an ownership standpoint, I look at that and go, well, are you going to pay me more money? Because now you're going to make me drive 72 hours round trip to go do this because <laughs> it yes, is literally you can look it up on your phone right now charlotte north carolina all the way to los angeles yeah, i believe you i i looked it up for my video uh the other day i looked <laughs> it, it up and i was like it was that much <laughs> and, and the and the tweet that i sent out basically said okay I'm, I'm comparing it to kind of an older version of the schedule right 1992 
to put this in perspective, guys, and check my math on this, we could run Bristol twice, Martinsville twice, Charlotte twice, Talladega twice, Daytona twice, and there was another one that I threw in there, uh, Darlington twice, and I think and Richmond twice, and still be less than one trip to LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just the That's one. Crazy. Just the one way trip is. One day, ten hour. That's no stops, no breaks, yeah. no, no giving your yeah. and, no giving your hauler driver a chance to sleep. That's that's <laughs> that that also that's doesn't nice. add in the fact that L.A. has actually been proven. I, I forgot what surveys it was, but it's been proven to have the absolute worst traffic in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to get there first. You're getting ahead of yourselves yeah. here, <laughs> So, like, am I philosophically against us doing an exhibition race in L.A.? Not at all. I'm, I'm really not. Now, I worry a little bit naturally this is this is me speaking very candidly here i look at maybe some of the direction that we're choosing to go as a sport and it seems like okay we want to put on events and it's like this there's a teeter-totter right where you go are we like a sport or are we entertainment and like how far does that kind of teeter-totter swing one way it's like do you want to have a demo derby in the la coliseum with 20 cars okay is that (laughs) like is that cool? Is that productive? I, I don't know. And like, it's not really my place to judge it. This is really a television decision is what it looks like to me. This is TV probably pushing their weight around a little bit at a time that we're going to be renegotiating the television contract guys. Like that's coming up in 2024. Mm-hmm. Like that is looming and it's probably going on right now. And TV is probably saying, Hey, we need more big events. We got to be able to sell this. Uh, you know, if you guys are wanting more money in the next contract, we, we need more big events. And so I think NASCAR is probably doing this. Like, I don't think anybody in the NASCAR corporate office is sitting there like, hmm, how can we mess up the teams more? What if we sit up to LA? Like, nobody's doing that, right? Like, nobody has some yeah. snidely whiplash mustache in there curling it, thinking about <laughs> ways to screw over the teams. That's mm-hmm. not happening. But, yeah, I want somebody in the room that is advocating for the teams. Because if it was me right now, I would say absolutely not. We're not doing that. No what chance. You, what do you think if about going, the All Star race? Like yeah. of, of having it as an All Star race, like as like still having an event there, but just having that one in in the middle of the season instead. What, what do you think about that one? Because I've I brought that up, and a lot of other people brought it up. But I'm wondering from a team owner perspective, what your thought on that is. Like as, as an exhibition, we can move that around, right? And we have the last couple of years. But again, you're now taking an event that was in Charlotte. It was a home race. Everybody gets to sleep in their own bed. And now you're moving it to LA. So now I go from, oh, my hauler has to go 10 minutes to my hauler has to go 72 hours round trip or wherever. Let, let's say we put it in Portland. And it has to go 90 hours round trip or whatever. Like, let's say we put it in Texas. That's 50 hours round trip. So it's just, we move this around. I hope it's for a benefit. Would any of you guys sit here honestly, and this, I'm talking to the media here, like take me completely out of it. Would you say that the all-star race was dramatically more compelling being at Texas Motor Speedway versus being at Charlotte? 
Nah, yeah. the, that that um, what was that? Hey, that uh, opening Sammy concert? Hagar. Oh, yeah. no, 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 I, yeah, I no, can't no. drive. I can't do I that. I mean, I mean, you're telling me no. I almost missed a concert of the year if if we had it well, anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. to, to be fair, we've kind of memed Texas like to hell and back at this point mm-hmm. as a track, so it might not be a fair question. <laughs> and that's true, right? Texas sucks. I'll say that on record that Texas sucks. I had my only top ten as an Xfinity Series driver there. I. In a way, I love it, but the repave and everything else, you're not going to hear a single driver say good things about the track, right? I love the people of Texas. I love being in Dallas. It's a great trip. I really enjoy it. I've, I've talked to everybody about this. It's, it is one of the worst tracks to try to race on because it's so hard to pass. IndyCar literally doesn't go there anymore. And so it's tough to, for us to sit here and be like, oh, that's putting on a great show. Like, because I just... I'm reluctant about some of this, guys, when when we talk about it practically, practically, and we go, okay, the all-star race needs to shake up. I agree with that. I don't think anybody's disagreeing. But was Texas the right answer? Because now you're just making all the teams, and I mean all the teams in the Cup Series, have to go to Texas for a one-off deal that most of them didn't even qualify for. And, like, that seems weird. And it's like, yeah. did it make a way better product? Like, eh, it didn't seem like it did. <laughs> no, they had, they had to have all of those segments just to make Texas look somewhat appealing, I guess. Yeah, my head's short still spinning. Well, <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to your point about the LA race and that it is, I think it is a TV pushing. I think TV Fox, mm. I guess Fox yeah. is the one pushing it. Like, I wonder if it's a bigger event. Does that mean they're pouring more money? Will there be more money in the purse? Is there a way NASCAR can make it more worthwhile to teams to travel out there? Like, do you get the impression that that would happen or is it just nobody knows? It's just all. Well, yeah, I hope, I hope so, Eric. And, and that's the thing that we're talking about, right? Like these are the, the meetings that none of, I'm definitely not going to be privy to, but I would hope that that is the first conversation. It's like, all right, well, if we're going to ask the teams to do this, then we are going to then have to like compensate them for it. Right. Like that's it. And and really in a way, if I'm speaking practically here, we're looking at the rollout of of the next gen car. It's like, well, if we're going to destroy some cars, (laughs) LA Coliseum, well, at least we don't care about them anymore at this point. (laughs) That's true. Maybe the timing works out well, but no, we're with you. We we appreciate y'all hanging out and, and chatting a little bit about, uh, hypothetical schedule stuff i guess we yeah. may find out soon what's actually going down <laughs> and but, tearing uh, on texas and, uh, <laughs> yeah. before you go let me hey appara- you, apparently we're going to st louis which i love yeah, yeah. i can't yeah. wait for that gateway is gonna be awesome yeah be, for sure that's great so we're replacing a pocono race with a gateway race i think that's going to be basically thumbs up from everybody yeah. raja you don't look too impressed if, or do you not have great <laughs> memories of gateway or have no on this on this no commenting on this <laughs> there's no commenting just staying safe yeah just stay it's safe. you've already yeah. trained yeah. in the pr <laughs> I know too much, so I'm I'm keeping my mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Raja, Raja's at the point of his career where he just likes racing everywhere. That's the yeah, exactly. When you've been doing this for 15 years, man, then you'll get to where you're you're an old crusty guy like me, (laughs) where you can be picky. (laughs) Raja saw. What happened to everyone's favorite guy, Kyle Busch, this week? And he ain't ready for that yet. So. Yeah, yeah. No. That's, a, that's a little too much. A little too much right now. Hey, and, and as the <laughs> Thank team you. Owner, I'm not ready for that either. Let's not get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You're one. No sound bites here. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh-huh. All right. Well, guys, we appreciate y'all for giving us the time. We're looking forward to see Alpha Prime uh, Racing next year. Is it Alpha Prime Racing or Motorsports? I keep getting the name mixed up. So. Alpha Prime Racing, APR. Okay. That sounds like a cool name. Alpha Prime, baby. Alpha Prime. Yeah, I like the logo. off the tongue. Good good Roger, are you wearing the shirt right now? Roger, yeah, he's like, yeah, it looks nice. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Love the logo, too. You, you, know, you know he's going to be ready to represent you. I should have broke mine out. Roger's <laughs> going to be hanging out with us in Richmond this weekend. We're excited to have him. We're going to have uh, Alpha Prime on the car this weekend. Caesar wanted to step up and sponsor a couple of the races that we had open this year coming down the stretch. So uh, we're looking forward to having Raja with us. Uh, officially, officially, Raja is going to be with us for the first time. I need, to, I need to get. I need to swing by Alpha Prime. I was looking at their at the Alpha, actual Alpha Prime business website. They actually sell some pretty cool uh, fishing merch, fishing uh, apparel. And I'm a, I'm a big fisherman on the side, so I gotta get some of that Alpha Prime gear. Uh, yes, awesome. yes, Danny. This is the stuff we like to hear. <laughs> Danny yeah. with the fishing all the time, of course, of course. Speaking well, his language. <laughs> Yeah. Well, guys, it was good having you on. Appreciate y'all, and uh, good luck Thanks. for next year. Yeah. yeah where uh, where can people find yep. you? At? Thank you, fellas. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah. Good deal. See you guys. Later. And you guys can follow them on Twitter. Uh, Roger Kreef's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Tommy Joe Martin's <laughs> on Twitter. And you can, of course, follow Alpha Prime Racing. They're still at Team Martins on Twitter, but maybe mm-hmm. they'll maybe be able to get that changed up in the future. But right now, hey. Alpha Prime Racing is there at Team Martins. Hey, shout out to Tommy Joe for keeping it real, though. Like, I, I mean, obviously, Roger's coming up in his career. He's not going to say a whole lot, but, you know, Roger, Tommy, at, at this point, <laughs> just, uh, he don't care. So. I just love Texas sucks. <laughs> I want to break out the, like, Sandy Cheeks meme. Don't you dare take the name of Texas in vain. I want to see that. I want to see you photoshopped in Sandy's place now. <laughs> <laughs> My tech, I love the state. The track, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah I love case. the state. Uh, and as as we see an aquarium in the chat now, yeah, um, all the fishes, yeah, all the fishes. Spam some too. fish in the chat for Danny. Hey, it's oh, my birthday. There's a lot there. It's my birthday. I can talk about fish if I want to. There we go. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Someone's got to catch all these fish. There's too many of them in the chat. Oh gosh. Right. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Dan, what's next on tap in the itinerary? Okay, we got the light. We, we got quite a few things to go over. So we got to get yeah. to so, more some bonus that, show coming your way. Yeah. That interview right there. Uh, was brought to you by our friends over at Lionel Racing. And as we pull out our diecast of the week, guys, you can order your new 2021 diecast of your favorite NASCAR driver now at LionelRacing.com or any other authorized Lionel retailer. I've got a great guy down the road for me, JP's NASCAR. You can get any Lionel Racing mm-hmm. diecast from him. And don't miss Lionel Racing's awesome NASCAR Authentics lineup. You can get those at Walmart, uh, Target, and other great retailers. Guys, what kind of diecast have you guys got this week? I've got mis- I've got Mr. $50,000 himself, Kyle Busch, the 2019 Miami <laughs> win right here, rocking the custom flag. I like how we all had him facing the same direction with the same number, and Danny yeah. had it the opposite direction <laughs> with the opposite number. Like we all got Dale because he's coming back to race on. No, Friday no, this is this is this is technically Tony. This is Tony. That's man. Dale owned. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, anything with an eight is Dale to me. If I look at that, I'm going to say Dale. So. Yeah, pretty much. What we yeah. got? What we got? Oh, I, I, I picked this up right. at. Uh, I actually picked this up at the track this weekend, is 2004. That, that liquid color or color chrome? Yeah, liquid color. I, th- I was like, it looks oh, really yeah. sharp. I love the uh, 2004 uh, DEI Dale Earnhardt Jr. Budweiser scheme, and I didn't actually have a diecast of it. 
and I saw the liquid color, I said, go for it. I pulled the trigger. Well, I got Dale Jr.'s 2000 rookie car. Another rookie car. I got this one at Michigan. Um, it's the 2000 USA Olympic. Uh, mm-hmm. well, the light is taken. It's an Olympic car. Got that blue where the black would be. Yep, and there's stars everywhere. Actually, mm-hmm. what's really cool, I never noticed this, is that the star actually takes out the like Earnhardt stripes, the DEI stripes on the side. Hmm. Uh, oh, it can't, perfect. Can focus. focus. Yeah. Nice. Focusing. Um, and then... <laughs> so many SpongeBob memes. <laughs> do you look, it's, it's, the, it's the Olympic car. I figured that that'd be pretty good for this year. Um, and something really cool about this car is like you can tell it hasn't really been used or taken out of the box much because the wheels are still sticky on it. Like that's Ooh. how new it is. Man, I don't like wow. that. I don't like that when my it's car new. is sticky. They're new, sticker new. tires, man, in more ways than one. Uh, I don't but like yeah. it. <laughs> praise hell, praise Dale. But yeah, no, this is Tony Stewart's uh, DEI scheme from like 2006 post series race at Charlotte. I, I don't even think he finished the race, but hey, still a cool scheme though. So. Also, I just realized the car I'm holding in my hand, Jarrett. This is the one that me and you literally stared at for an hour after the race, just admiring them taking this car apart. And then I had yeah. to, and then I ended up driving you back to where you guys were staying because everyone else forgot about you. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh, we'll be in the infield. I'm like, hey, where y'all at? Oh, yeah, we're driving home. We're at oh. home. <laughs> I got hungry. I remember getting hungry. I was like, hey, that. And you know what? I got back at y'all that night because y'all had to go and get me Wendy's. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I saw Sloppy Ooh. Joe in the chat earlier. Was that the race that he lost his wallet in the safer barrier? No, 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 that was oh, Bristol. That was Bristol. Bristol. Hey? That was Bristol. Oh, that was Bristol. I thought that was yeah. Miami. Never mind. Same year. Mm-hmm. That's that, that crazy that he dropped it and then found it the next day. That's good stuff. <laughs> but, it survived the whole race. But, Imagine somebody crashed into his wallet in between races or during but, the race. But yeah, guys, you can pre-order your favorite NASCAR diecast from Lionel Racing and add to your collection. I don't know if our boy uh, Tommy Joe has any diecasts available with them yet, but if they do, go go check it out and order one. Yep, yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Next up, we finally made it. We're an hour 40 in, and we have made it to... Oh, I get Jared and Darren's favorite. It's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Have the audio sound. I didn't hear a damn word of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What do we have on tap for today? Uh, Well, I got struck by lightning. But uh, Corey LaJoy says that there actually might be single-digit second stops in 2022. Whoa. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is expected to be with JTG in 2022 as the only car next year, yeah. uh, according to Bob Pachris. Uh, and Front Row confirms they will run in Cup in 2022, according to NBC Sports. So they're not uh, selling. Yeah, uh, Good. They didn't say full-time. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, hey, they could just be running the super speedways, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, this past weekend's truck race was actually the first scheduled truck race in a weekend that was scheduled to be longer than the Xfinity race that raced at the same track on the same weekend ever, according to Racing Reference, as well as our uh, slash NASCAR. Uh, so we saw history this weekend at Darlington, and Eric, you witnessed it in person. History! Yeah, it was weird. It was like seven laps longer. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with it, though. I'm cool with the triple header there. I mean, you can move the Canada race wherever you want. Yeah. Um, Monster Energy is to keep about the same amount of money into Kurt Busch's sponsorship at 2311 that they currently have. Industry insiders estimate this to be about $10 million. 
That is a stern bomb there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then NASCAR and Brandon Marshall have finalized an official partnership around the I Am Athlete series, uh, a 16 part new show airing on YouTube this fall centered around NASCAR, according to Adam Stern. Uh, but you could have heard that last week somewhat. Uh, we brought up pieces of it because we got to see them at Daytona. And, um, and that speak- was pretty badass. Speaking of YouTube. Mr. Beast played tag in his most recent video and he was in the Bristol Motor Speedway. That's so yeah. cool. I, so I read cool. that right. I said that right. That wasn't just like a mad it's a, deal. And, it's uh, a real thing. And at one point, it was the number one trending video in the world. It had like Whoa. 30 million views in two days. And That's I, crazy. I think that this is like the second giant YouTuber who has privately rented out Bristol this year. Because I think Dude Perfect also had a big event there earlier this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Like sold and, tickets and everything. And I think I saw something that like Cletus McFarland, who's a big YouTuber, He's um oh, he's yeah. actually teasing a NASCAR event soon, and I think Bristol was like something that was on. There. And I may be nowhere near the size of anyone we just mentioned, but today on Out of the Groove, Bristol Motor Speedway actually sponsored the episode. So go get your tickets for the uh, night nice. race in a week and a half. There Bristol's go. going all out. They're all in on YouTube. It's pretty nice. exciting. I'm gonna check the Mr. Beast video right now and see where they are if they're still. Ah, uh, they're not on trending. They were number five trending today earlier. So it's YouTube. YouTube manually removed it from trending, I think. <laughs> Still, um, 30 million views at least. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then, uh, well, this news, just bon appetit. Chris Hacker will drive <laughs> for Bernice no, for two races this bone season. Bone apple teeth. Yeah, for, for, I, always, I always make sure I... I always uh, mess up and say bone apple tea too all the time too. But yeah, hey, shout out to Chris though. That's awesome. <laughs> Eric's losing it. Because he always throws, he tweets that like every day. <laughs> remember, Bis- biscuits remember and gravy. The stuff with like with, with the Denny drama was going on, and then like right in the middle. Of yeah, all, I, Chris I was like, yeah, it just makes all the freaking chaos that went on on NASCAR Twitter that night. It, like he just posts his bone apple tea. <laughs> <laughs> but no dude oh, like man. that race he ran at at uh gateway he did lose power steering but uh from what i heard i mean he was running amongst like the top 15 top 20 trucks with mm-hmm. no power steering multiple laps down so yep. there's some potential here perhaps so hey props to him for getting his opportunity Yep. Beard Oil Motorsports will attempt the 2022 Daytona 500 as well as other super speedways. This is combined reporting from Adam Stern and Bob Pachris. They will attempt it, but their number almost wouldn't even be on the car. It's sliding right off that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, let's see. Many teams uh, this weekend are going to be running commemorative schemes to honor those who passed it, on 9-11. It, is, is Kyle uh, Busch confirmed yet or not? They're, they haven't said anything. They should, though. Uh, let's be real. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, this Saturday, actually, with both the races, will be the 20-year anniversary. That's uh, crazy. I saw That's... a Bell's DeWalt car with some red and white and blue that stars. looks good. really, really nice. Yeah, That was good. I saw Eric Jones has a really good one. There's, uh, I think Junior's car is a commemorative one, too. Oh, I got to see it. That's exciting. Um, that would surprise me. So, it, you know, I, I like that NASCAR is – what they've they've always done is it definitely going all out and showing respect uh for that day um nascar is tentatively set to release the 2022 schedule next week a little more cheerful news here uh some rumors uh, have included gateway in place for the pocono races in return and the return of coda according to adam stern um we can we can talk a bit like yes we can talk a little bit about it but 
really probably talk about it next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. like Raja was biting his tongue. Like maybe there's a couple other surprises mm-hmm. he's heard about that yeah. I mean, haven't been confirmed yet. I, I keep hearing little things from people that are around the area about Chicagoland, but I don't want to take don't, those completely. Jared, Jared, at, at Jared, 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 it's I gone. Have hope, it's I have, gone. You know, you, if they can if they can start bringing Wilkesboro back, Chicagoland. You listen gone. to me. Bowman put a knife in that thing's chest. It's never coming back. There's well, a Bowman, going to Richmond this weekend. Bowman There's also a... took away the Pocono date too. He also took that away. Oh my god! Yeah. Are you serious? He took the Pocono right. date away. He did. Yeah. Yep. So Bowman did it again. I don't know. He's always. I don't know what his deal is. Every everywhere he wins, it always like changes. He's a murderer. Bo- yeah. Bowman wins NASCAR. Well, now I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! It's nuts! It's nuts! Jared, there's How a better chance. It? There's a better chance of a touchdown pass being the thrown only... in Chicago land than a pit stop happening. <laughs> <laughs> the only track. No, the only track. In time. The only track he hasn't killed thus far is Richmond. But I, I, I don't, don't know. D- 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 uh, uh, <laughs> still have a few days. We'll everyone's we'll everyone's going to be rooting for him in a few weeks at uh in Fort Worth. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope Bowman, I hope Bowman sweeps. The t- yeah. Hope he wins the All Star race next year. Hope he wins the playoff race. Bowman sweeps Texas. And, and hopefully Texas becomes a new super three Walmart mile deal. super speedway where they drive around backwards. It's new to uh, I'm telling you, Texas. Run it in the Bucky's parking lot. Yes. 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 Hey, I'm the at- Bucky's 500. No, mm-hmm. no, no. The Bucky's mega speedway. Yes. Oh, man. Let's do it. Have the little beaver statue out front and stuff. I still can't believe they had all. Make, I mean, no. it's worth it, though. That place is good. Make No, make the beaver logo, uh, like the Bucky's logo, make the trial grass. Like just <laughs> that, and then just have the yellow line around where it would be anywhere else. Just, just go all Bucky's, all Bucky's Motor Speedway. You know how just like Yoshi's that. Island in Mario Kart is shaped like Yoshi, make it yep. shaped like the Beaver's face. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a, it's a Bucky's Road Course. Here we go. We're yeah, I'm going. Somewhere. He's going through the tooth turn. <laughs> Trouble. We're getting somewhere. Uh, 2311 has somewhere. announced Steve. Is it Laleta, uh as team president? Uh, they got a new team president. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. You, you when, said when you I, did the best. You worked at Ganassi. When I first read that earlier, I was reading Steve Tart for a second. There's so many Steves in NASCAR, yeah, man. The there Steve is. Okay, Steve. Steve-o. Um, but, I was just thinking more Arthur. Steve from Blue's Clues. But that was the lightning uh, round. Uh, huh? Oh, no, we have a couple I mean, more. Yeah, we, we have, have a couple, couple more. more. We have a couple more. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, remind everyone, be sure uh, to – you're, li- you're watching us right now, but be sure you also can listen to the other shows in the Outer Group Podcast Network. There's ones like A Lifetime in NASCAR. You can learn about a lot of NASCAR history. Noah Talks NASCAR, mm-hmm. talking to a lot of people in the industry, too, today uh, from much different angle than anyone else really covers it. Noah had a really good angle this weekend, by the mm-hmm. way. He was yeah. up there with the MRN guys in turn three, and he had yeah. like the best footage of Larson going in there. So he did. shout out to Noah there. Uh, and then now Lionel has a new show, uh, Authenticated. Do. Uh, which is about like kind of the intricacies and, and lifestyles of, of collectors, what you need to know like as a collector, which, I mean, this is part of my addiction. Um, <laughs> so I, I, that's something I definitely will be listening a lot to uh, and have. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff. And then, you, I mean, tomorrow, Eric also, I think. Yeah, the weekly, weekly viewers guide. Every yeah. Thursday, new issues of the weekly viewers guide. You can find the latest videos from all of us, as well as episodes of all of the latest episodes. Uh, but yeah, Lionel's uh, all new show, Authenticated. Check it out on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, or go to groovymotorsports.com and you'll see the latest from everything we've been talking about mm. all in one nice 
nice organized spot for you to uh for you to check out so uh we but that's good have, that's fine, we even have profiles on there we do yes we do you guys did a great job with that eric you guys uh, what well, was not me but I, I will pass that word along very excited yeah. to have a uh, no. groovy motorsports brand continuing <laughs> no no eric that was all you you did all the coding yes it was all, all him Yes, yes, it was all him. Basically. Actually, if code. I had like an effect, I'd have like like just walls of code like flying around <laughs> on my green screen. That'd be pretty cool if I, I could like, do that. I feel like that scene in Jurassic Park with the DNA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, now and that will do it for this edition of the Lightning Round God, on the NASCAR that. Weekly Podcast. And now back to the show. I actually heard you this time. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, sure. well, he didn't do it for that long because I didn't have hardly any time to hit the Lightning Round effect here. We're still getting struck by Lightning as we Oh, oh, oh we're still, it's still happening, still happening. Oh, no, no. Well, none of this Lightning included would be possible without the support of our amazing sponsors, including Forney Industries. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and much more for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to professional metal workers forney has everything you need for your next project so shop forney's top of the line products at forneyend.com forney ind i believe that link is down in the description it's not down in the description this time but it usually is it's forneyind.com or check them out an authorized forney dealer near you keep a lookout for their green logo i usually have it ready for the for this, but uh, we'll just, it's, it's that color. It's the color green. <laughs> it's just a green screen. It's that color. Nice promotion. Perfect. Uh, but thank you to Forney Industries for sponsoring the show. <laughs> Everyone just find something green. Like it's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Quick. It's St. Patrick's Day. Last <laughs> round. <laughs> But well, yeah, Danny, sorry. we finally made it to <laughs> to the, the top of the hour. <laughs> where we <were> catch up <laughs> on some super chats. <laughs> Do we just want to like do? Do we want to well, still do that, or we I, just wanna I, wait? I, I'm gonna be honest. We're so close. Let's just do all the final sure. super chats, and yeah. we'll, we'll rate everyone who gave Danny B birthday money this this week. There, there you go. go. We'll wrap up with the show with that. Yeah. So then, uh, sure. we got one final topic before picks. What's what's next, Danny? Uh, the next gen cars. They were seen mm. testing at Daytona International Speedway this week, and uh, they sound. A whole lot different. They don't have those Gen 4 Super Speedway vibes, but they don't have the current vibes either. It's something totally different. I mean, just the sound a lot. I mean, the sound was very intriguing. Let's just put it that way. Eric's, it sounded awesome. Eric's got something to say. Yeah, what do you got, got well, his finger right. So. <laughs> well, okay, I obviously wasn't there for Daytona. We all seen the Daytona videos, but I was at Darlington this weekend right there in front of the next-gen car when it fired off on pit road and Austin Cindric went for a few pace laps. And in person... It does sound different. It definitely sounds different. I, I would actually say the videos you've all heard do it justice. I think those are pretty accurate to how it actually sounds in person. It's deeper. Depending on where you're at, it might sound a little, you know, but I, I like it. I overall like the deeper tone. And like you said, well, it definitely sounds different in the Daytona videos. I actually liked the way they sounded in a pack. There was a clip, I think it was I from Dalen Barr. He posted a video. Um, he was like a cr- outside the track. like He was, a, he was eating outside, yeah. Saying that. that he thought they were much louder, even though there's only seven or eight of them out there. I, I'm surprised. I, I thought these cars might be actually a little quieter, but... Uh, well, they've, got, they've, got, they've got dual exhaust, don't they? I guess that's yes. true. That uh, This just means the like, sound barriers at like, Nashville Fairgrounds got 10 feet taller. You know, it's just going to be harder to make that happen. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to need that same steel to use for uh, uh, the bomb bunkers, actually. The so sound just got it. 10 feet taller. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sound barrier got 10 feet taller. Now, so, as far, like, maybe huge. Ahead. 
like, yeah, I mean, I think it's the dual exhaust, because, like, my pickup truck, I've got a Silverado, and it's got the dual exhaust on it. My truck sounds a lot louder than a typical truck would, so I think that right there is part of it. Now, as far as the speed is concerned, I had, uh, I, I don't know if this was um, uh, 100% confirmed. Somebody had told me that the top speed that we're, they, um, they were um, uh, getting in these test sessions was, like, 192 maybe i, I yes. don't know something like that yes. so okay okay and so that's about definitely right for daytona i mean yeah, that's what yeah, yeah running yeah. a couple weeks ago yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i mean it's just yeah i mean i it's, did it's see, good to see it's good to see i saw a couple sound bites um and we don't have there was a ton of quotes that came out right before we went live so we don't have them all prepared but i did see one quote from i think it was scott miller vp of development or competition whatever his exact title is and he was talking about how he made some noises that he was concerned the cars were going to be a little too fast when they get 30 or 40 of them in a pack next mm. February. So that's why they're for sure going to do another test in January with like 20 cars. Preseason so, Thunder return. To make sure I think. Yeah. 25. That was, that was what I saw flying around in the chats. Like, Hey, they're doing 25 in January. Yeah. yeah uh, just to make sure that it sounds like they actually, I read that they lowered the shrunk the size of the spoiler to seven inches um, for one of the tests today. And so uh, that seemed to slow the cars down. But so that's a small spoiler for Daytona standards. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was interesting. They tried a bunch of different things. It sounds like the big complaint that they are working on though, is that the interior of the cars were getting too hot. Like drivers were concerned that the so, conditions were going to be too uh, yes. rough. That I saw that. So one of the things they were doing is having like what? vents at the top of the windshields, which um, it seems risky at Daytona, but who knows? And, and they, they had others. They had others at the bottom, and it was like it was really weird. And I noticed like where like they have like the camera, you know, on on the current cars. They had like this like shark fin down the the center of the roof. Like I, it, it looks odd for for what we have, you know, right now. Um, one thing I will say is like they they do look wider on on the video. Like they look wider, but I will wide say boys. They, very wide boys. Um, but. Also, I will also say this is that they showed NASCAR put up like I think 16 like unedited minutes of the of one of the cars in car and in car sounds pretty much the same as it does now, at least like at least when they were in a pack at full song. Um, I, I mean, there's not really because the, they've, they've definitely been been very meticulous in what they they put out. You really can't get a gauge on it. And I mean, the testing in, in September, the year before, is going to be way different than the product we're going to get on track next February. Um, so That's I don't want to take too much stock into what we see, but I am glad at least that they were side by side. Um, but I mean, when all you see really of them in a pack is them going through a corner, you can't really get much. I didn't notice they were each shot, though. They were definitely they like had a certain amount in between each car. It's kind of like there was a little, it, it looked a little bit like the bubble of air. Uh, I, I will say that, but again, it's five shots. There's really not much you can gain from that. So it might've just been how they were driving it. I did see one clip they posted this afternoon of William Byers, like a line of like five. And then going into the corner, Byron jumped up to the outside pretty much by himself and was able to pull Busher back a little ways with the side draft, despite, I think that was with the seven inch spoiler, but he was still able to use the side draft to get a little bit ahead. I think he stalled out because he was by himself ultimately, but it worked for a second. So there definitely, it looked, it looked like, I kind of think where you're going with that, Jerry. I think it looked like 2015 super mm-hmm. speedway racing, maybe where there's a little bit, I don't know if, I don't know if the exact year, maybe 2016 is a better example. Um, Cause they changed the package a little bit every season, but a little bit of a bubble there. There seemed to be a little more of a gap between each car. They could have also just not been pushing as hard because it is a test. and They don't want to wreck their cars. That's like the number one thing they don't want to do, but 
yeah, I don't know. Tough to make too much of it. They sound different. I thought they sounded pretty cool. Um, yeah, the overheating things may be the biggest concern they have at this point, but they still have a few months to work that out. Hopefully, I, I have to think now that they're working on super speedway packages that, like, I mean, granted, they tested at Bristol, but I have to think that they've gotten a lot of the stuff maybe that they wanted to know from all the other tracks. I feel like super speedway is like the thing that you'll you'll figure out as you go through the winter and into January more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, it seems like the other tracks, so, they're pretty keen on their, they've already figured out at this point. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I think they got most of the big stuff out of the way that they wanted mm-hmm. to learn from it. Now, I think as a matter of just, I mean, th- this will probably, you know, it's probably going to use the Gen 6 cars for the Clash. I, I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I got to think that like they're doing this now because, I mean, let's be real. Super Speedway Racing is going to be the first thing we see of this car. And mm-hmm. last time we saw Super Speedway be the first thing we saw of a new car, mm. it was absolute ass. The second worst. Ugly. They, well, the, the second worst Daytona 500. Something yeah. else we're going to have to see, and I think the second that the night race is over with, Bristol needs to start putting that dirt back down because we got to see what's the next gen car going to do on dirt. Well, were they even talking? I thought they were talking about maybe running the old car. Yeah, they're like they're because it's still light. Yeah, there's yeah. that feels more and more like they keep bringing that up. It feels like that's what's going to happen. They're just going to probably just run the Gen Six cars to hell and under, and yeah, then heck, wait to the last heck, second. At that point, honestly, I'd like to see them just be like, okay, whatever car you can get. I don't care if it's Arca, Xfinity Cup, just bring it, and then you can. Do it <laughs> oh yeah, get a truck out there leading the race. Yeah, oh my god, a truck's leading the Cup Series. Dude, right? that'd be so. I want to see that just for the heck of it. That'd be fun. Yeah. Kyle Bush is like, oh, I always went in the truck. Might as well go in that one. And, yeah. and here goes Norm Benning around the Rick Ware car. Yes. Boo. Yes. Let's go. Never Why would left. you boo? Why, who said boo? Why would you boo him? I think I said woo. Oh, I think he said boo. Honestly, the more I think about it, Dirt Bristol's not a bad idea for multi-class NASCAR racing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we were getting Might too well far on this one. Going too far. <laughs> Back to the next gen card. <laughs> we just hit the nine o'clock hour. What do you think we're going to talk about at this point, guys? Oh, I hope Richmond. we get into. I hope we get into race picks. I think it's but, time. I think it's that that yep. that time of night. Yeah, so Richmond, boys. Richmond's up next. Here's what we got. Uh, you can catch the Cup race on NBC Sports Network and MRN on the radio. Cup race starts Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the Xfinity Series race on NBC Sports Network and MRN on the radio. That race starts at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. You get another doubleheader, uh, back-to-back weeks of doubleheader. Uh, catch Dale Earnhardt Jr. making his Xfinity Series return June this fuck. Saturday. Junebug, you're back. June, Junebug. And, and looks like you should be able to see Junebug in that car. Weather for Saturday is looking really good. A high of 83 degrees, plenty of sunshine, only a 5% chance of rain. Tune in and watch Junebug. Now, yes. I, I'm going to watch old. Jeffrey Earnhardt. He's racing. <laughs> uh, okay. That's my Earnhardt. June John Hunter Nemechek's in this race. Oh, wait, wait who's, who's he racing for? Sam Hunt, he's in the 26. Oh, oh yeah, see, he's raced for him before. And Ty yeah. Dillon's back for the second week in a row because Brett's still sick. Hey, what about what about Ty Gibbs? Has yeah. he returned as well? Yeah, he, he's, he, he is. I'm going to be there, though, so he ain't going to do well. Hey, we, we ain't the picks yet. We were actually at Darian's betting odds. You have yes, it, don't yes. you? 
Yes, I do have them up. Yes, I've had them up this whole time. Because I because I had to remind you three <laughs> yeah. hours before we went live. The betting odds for the 2021 featured other parts 400. Um, MTJ comes in as the weekend favorite, um, entering this weekend at plus 400. Danny Hamlin's plus 500. Kyle Busch, KFB, plus 700, as well as Logano. And then finally, rounding out the top five, Kyle Larson enters this weekend at plus 750. Now, if we go deeper, I mean, Alex Bowman, the uh, previous race winner, um, um, well, the previous track winner there uh, earlier in the year, entering this weekend at plus 1800. So, yeah, so he's kind of a long shot to win, I guess. So, what and you're if saying go, is you should probably put in like a $5 bet on him and cash in pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. It seems like a good bet. Yeah. So, put him in as it's like either investing. a win or a top five. So, yeah. Yep. Invest. Invest in Bowman. No, yeah, I'm an sure. investor. <laughs> and Dale Jr. is plus 900 for the winning odds. The, the favorite for this race coming up in Xfinity, take a guess. Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. <laughs> Justin Allgaier. Whoa! Uh, I, I mean, he's good. Justin Allgaier is plus four hundred. Ty Gibbs plus four fifty. Okay, well, he's close. He's right and there. And then a good long shot. Josh Berry is plus fifteen hundred. Oh, we have put some money on him. Put some money on him immediately. Yeah, um, get, your, get yourself a pay. Sam day. Sam Meyer is plus four thousand. Uh, and that's about. I mean. The longest long shot is David Starr. He's plus 100,000. <laughs> I don't know if for the cup race, I don't know if he's bringing that same speed he had here last year, but Austin Dillon is plus 5,000 right now. Yeah, that's another dark horse one to put to put on. He's well. almost at 9,000. 9,000! But yes, those are the betting odds. For sure. I just I love in the chat, they're like, Eric's face went from happy to so confused. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, why isn't Ty Gibbs the favorite? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I kind All of, right. Now I'm questions. grumpy. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, we got one more thing here before we get to Super Chats tonight. We should probably get to it. All right, let's do it. So we getting into the picks now? So who's winning the Xfinity race? Uh, are, we in, should do, are we just picking uh, Tommy Joe Martins for our guest pick? <laughs> we prob- uh, Honestly, I don't, probably. I don't know. Uh, but real quick, I'm I'm leading. Oh yeah, the point standings. That's right. Well, I'll, I can read them out I, really quick. I, I don't like to talk about this. Yeah. So Jarrett's currently leading with 490 points, followed by Eric Estep. And yes, I said your last name, Estep. The full name. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, 46. He's, he's minus my 46 middle behind. Name next time. <laughs> what is your middle name? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I think we've done, done, done this on the show before. Yeah. My middle name's Randolph. I don't care. But, Randolph. Yeah, Randolph. Yeah. Mine's Daniel. Yeah. How did I not know that, Darian? That's a cool middle name. Wait, 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 Jarrett, your middle name is my first name? Yeah, I'm na- I, it's after my grandpa. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> hi, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Lee. <laughs> Lee. Yes, Lee. Danny. Lee Baldwin. But yeah, so the rest of the points, uh, I am on the podium. Yes, let's go. We're You're catching up back. to Jarrett. You are eating let's into go. our lead. Let's go. I am now minus 77 points in P3. And chat, <laughs> I've surpassed you like I said I would last week. Hopefully, we keep up the momentum. P4 minus 86. The guests are P5 minus 100. And finally, Danny is unfortunately P6, 111 points back in the basement. Sorry, Danny. I'm, I'm at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, sorry. I had to leave you there, but I'm on the comeback trail. Hopefully, now we have to get up to Eric now. We have to get P2. We have to You've secure been catching P2. Me. I've been mm-hmm. falling a little bit. I Yeah, it's, it's not looking good for us. So we'll see what happens. But all right, let's get right into the picks. It is late well, in the show. 
for guest for guest pick, how about uh, I know he's not going to be there, but he usually is at Richmond. How about what Blue Jimmy? He'll be our he'll he'll put our guest pick in the uh, in the chat. How about that? Yeah, all right, Blue Jimmy, and, you're making the guest picks. Blue, Blue Jimmy is a member of the channel, so he's going to stand out in the chat. So we'll see it. Perfect, perfect. All right, Blue I Jimmy, say so. Jarrett has to go first. Mm. Oh, damn. Go ahead. Yeah, you, I, I think like you always go last. I'm making I, you go no, first. No, this week. I feel like I feel like this gotta is, react to my pick now. This is this is our this is everyone's chance, honestly, to gain on him a little bit because I think it might not happen. It might happen, but we I think we all know who he's gonna pick. June Buzz. <laughs> I guess that's true. That wasn't really surprising. Junior. Of course, he's gonna pick Junior. Why the hell wouldn't I? It's a one time a year he's gonna yeah. race. I'm gonna yeah. take advantage of it. I'm gonna root for him. My heart says him, but my realistic mentality looks at it and i gotta say ty gibbs he's gonna crash see yeah that's what i'm saying like i'm tempted to he's pick ty gibbs. i'm tempted to pick ty gibbs but then jared's every race he goes to i mean he always wrecks so i'm like eh, you know what i'll go with cendrick austin cendrick this week it's richmond it's i don't care if it's xfinity or cup jgr is the team to beat ty gibbs i think it's tyler randall gibbs i think is his full name if we're talking about middle names not quite Randolph, but close enough. And Ty Gibbs wins it. Blue Jimmy said Justin Allgaier. Ah, yeah, he was the favorite in the odds, so just barely edging out Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs pulls a Kyle Bush and dumps Dale for the win. I'm oh! <laughs> if he did that. And, 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 and that's how Jarrett will never let Ty Gibbs back on the show. <laughs> no, him on Saturday. I'll give him spotted. a piece of my mind. <laughs> I'll, do it in the, I'll do it in honor of the Lord. Yeah, but who's the chat picking for the race winning pick? I'm picking chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute madness. <laughs> I see I see a couple of all guyers. I see Burton there too. Yeah, hmm. let's see. It's go it's going slow so far. Obama. Well, that's an interesting one. World War Three. <laughs> uh, World War Three. Uh, that's a good pick. Jesus. World uh, War I wouldn't be saying that on September eleventh, guys. I think it's yeah, all guy. Yeah, uh, probably looks. It's looking like all guy right now. Yeah, so. I think it's. I think it's J A. Yep. I guess Vegas must not be that crazy if the chat's buying into it as well. I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, yeah, that's all I see is all guy. So, all right, Justin all guy. It is, I guess. Dang, yeah, there it goes. I, I just really didn't see much even happen in the chat. So, so oh, there's some juniors and eights. Oh, and finally, I see some Gibbs and some Dale. Ones. Someone said Eric's mom. Okay, that's interesting. That's uncalled for. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. picking her to win. That's yeah. I, I take that as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. But she's not winning, no. no, that's, no. That's, she, she's had a bad car the last few weeks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it looks like it's Who she seven in the eight. Yeah. So we saying all guy. I, I, I was giving him all guy. I haven't yeah, seen him. Yeah, he's giving him all guy. They called me a madman. Let's get them all there. All right. Okay. So now for the cup picks. Who's going to suck? Oh, shit. That's right. I'm first. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go this guy. Even though this guy uh, came back, did pretty well uh, this past week. He's been struggling a bit at Richmond uh, in recent races. I'm going to go Kurt Busch. And I, I figure we'll stick with playoff drivers again like we mm. did last time. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I hadn't really thought about this. Actually, I wasn't going next. I think Danny was next, or maybe Darian. I think uh, I was. Not, I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. Wait, wait. If we get, if y'all can't remember when you're going, why the hell do I? Because you're I'm, the leader. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. No, I'm after uh, Jared. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Reddick on this one. 
Um, I'm going to go. Uh, you know what? He didn't really have a particularly good race early on in the season. I mean, he's already going to lock himself in into the playoffs anyways. And like, I mean, a, a sucky race for this guy is like a top 10 nowadays. So Kyle Larson, I'll say, is going to suck. So It's actually not a bad suck pick. I thought about that. But even though this guy is typically he's been decent at this track in the past, been good here in the past. He's usually good at 750 ovals, but I just don't feel it right now. Brad Keselowski lost this race. He's going to suck. <laughs> we didn't catch a break, Paul. He didn't catch a break, Paul. <laughs> or whoever his crew chief is now. I, what I can't remember. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Bulls. Doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. Yeah. I love I love how in the chat, Barry Boy Blast. Chat, you idiots, pick McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So now. I do see a lot of McDowell's. Yeah, Honestly, I see a lot of McDowell's. You yeah. hit me under yellow. Classic. <laughs> Who did Blue Jimmy pick? Did he pick anybody? Kevin Harvick. Okay, Harvick. Okay, but yeah, I see a lot of Matt. I see, I see a lot of McDowell's in the chat. Blue Jimmy is going to make a lot of our uh, Kevin Harvick haters in the super chats very, very happy. Oh, yes. just you all wait. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. So now the next one, the underdogs. Who's your underdog for this weekend's race? Oh, here? What? The wait. The who? The chat pick Kevin Harvick. Oh, we see oh, McDowell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just gave him McDowell. I just gave him McDowell. And, well, and well, by the way, well, my cussing well, abstinence ended a while ago. By, <laughs> by the way, yeah, the, the chat is pretty obviously it's McDowell. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mickey um, D. Mine, are we sticking with playoff drivers for this or no? Uh, uh, I don't have to. Yeah, you just pick whoever. I don't All right, I'm going Austin Dillon on this one. Had a lot of speed mm-hmm. last year uh, and has been off this year. So Austin Dillon's my my pick. I'm going with the guy starting in front of him, Chris Busher, actually. I will go with Tyler Reddick. He has to have a good, solid points day to move up. So, yeah, Tyler Reddick. I'm going to go with Chris Bell. I think JGR. I'm on the JGR hype train up to this point. Sounds sounds weird calling him Chris Bell. Yeah, I was like, Chris Bell. I'm like, oh, yeah, Christopher Bell, of course. Let's see. Uh, well, the chat looks like, I mean, I see Christopher Bell automatically popping up in a few. Oh, wow, areas. I do see a lot of Bells. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately. Did Jimmy I didn't think that would be a popular pick. Uh, Blue Jimmy, did you put yours in? Yeah, I don't see his. The chat Hurry goes up. a while, so. Yeah. The chat is Bell or Almarola, but I think it's Bell. Yeah, it's wow. looking like. I yeah. did not expect that. <laughs> well, Almarola looks like the same person. It, mostly Bell, it looks like. We don't really need one for Blue Jimmy on this one anyway, so. No, he, he says, says Almarola. Eric Almarola. Oh, okay. okay. Almarola. Nice, nice. All right, now All right. the points are really on the line. I have yes. to decide who's going to win yet. Wait, who the chat pick? Was it Almarola uh, or Bell? Bell, Bell, Bell. Yeah, it yeah like Bell. It, it's Bell. It was close on Amarillo, but it's Bell. Okay, guys. Now we're at that point in the picks. Who's going to win? Who's going to win at Richmond? Jarrett, the floor is yours. All right. Um, I think that we've seen, like, a next step up this year with this guy. Uh, oh, I think no. he's going to get two in a row. Son of a I'm bitch. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to make Eric angry for the third straight week. I'm going Denny Hamlin. I think he's going to win at home. I just made a video, and it was partly about how he didn't win at home. Um, so I'm going to take all the bad luck away from him, and he'll, he'll win this week. I mean, How am I supposed to make up points if you always pick my guy? I mean, he had, I don't know. He, he, great minds think alike. He had that one one earlier this year, honestly. He did. Yeah, he did. So yeah, I'm going to go so. Denny. I think Denny's going to win two in a row, and he's going to make up some playoff points and maybe be on his way to proving me wrong in my playoff picks. Yeah. 
I'm going to go. Oh, oh yeah. Go ahead. My bad. It's not my turn yet. Sorry. I had Hamlin as my winner in my playoff predictions video, but heck, I'm going to ride with the cool betting odds. I'm going. I'm going to say Bowman. Get get another one. <laughs> I'm going to go with MTJ out of the betting odds. He is the clear favorite at the moment, and I, I don't know. It's just we haven't seen like much of him um, really since that third win of the season earlier in the year. So, I mean, you know, he has remained consistent somewhat, but, you know, it's playoff time. You know, these teams eventually, you know, catch on. Some do, some don't, and I think his team will. So, MTJ. I'm going to stick with JGR as well. I'll go with my second pick. I agree with you, Darian, and with the chat, apparently. Martin Jurex Jr., he had the uh, maybe the best car at the end of the Darlington race, just mm-hmm. didn't have the track position. I think they'll ride some of that momentum into – Richmond. Yeah, and it looks like the chat's definitely going with 19 MTJ. Oh, there you go. There you go. What's Blue Jimmy got? Uh, Bowman. Bowman, wow. Okay. You've well, corrupted I, him, Danny. Well, yeah, another Bowman thing. No, listen to his name, Blue Jimmy 48. So. It makes oh, sense. Never mind. Yeah, he's, he's, been been he's been corrupted. He's been corrupted. corrupted. We yeah. lost him a long time ago. He's been corrupted for years, <laughs> <laughs> all um, right well all right. i can't believe i'm the only one did did y'all like did some of you not pick denny just because i picked him oh I no, no, I, no me i was yeah, yeah just <laughs> i was pretty I, close i was definitely leaning hamlin i thought you were gonna go with somebody else i i was like I, he's probably I, not gonna go hamlin I, I was gonna pick hamlin but saying that you you all well, you went with him I, I was like okay i'll go bowman because i'm so far <laughs> down well I, I I talked a little bit about Ty Gibbs. I should have brought up that De- I've seen Denny Hamlin win more than any other driver ever in person. Like I've seen. Like, I'm so I sorry. Next, I think the next closest <laughs> is three wins. I think I've seen Denny win like six times. That is so, sounds like hell. Yeah. I know. Like <laughs> what circle of hell is that? Uh, the eleventh one. A constant state <laughs> of watching Hamlin win races and no one else. I like Hamlin, so we, I don't mind it. We all need to do a video on. Plus, I win a family one. We all need to do a video on who's won every NASCAR race we've been to and see what the tallies are for each person. Yeah. Hey, we can all, uh, or at least three of I'll us can check AJ Allmendinger off the list. That's mm-hmm. like a bucket list right there. Yeah. All of us can. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the only one who can probably say I was there for Justin Allgaier's first win. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that's right. That Let's was see. like 2010, I think. I, so. I was at a first win. I saw Carl Edwards' last win. Oh, and then nice. you saw the last, the but saw Texas before it got ruined too. Well, yes. I, I saw David Rudiman's second one. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty obscure I'm, one. I'm gonna yeah. wait. I'm gonna wait till the season's over. I'm gonna do that video where I go through and see who else won every race I've been to. I'm trying to think I, of like weird drivers I've seen. I've seen the, the first. I, I, I saw Casey Kane win Bristol in 2013. That was an odd one. The odd one. The oddest I saw one Jeff I've Gordon's seen. last one. The oddest one I've seen was uh, 2004, my first ever NASCAR race. Shane Mill won his first and ever uh, his first and only Truck Series win. I saw Spencer Boyd win at Talladega a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I saw Ricky Stenhouse's first win at Talladega. I saw John I, West Townley lead ten laps in 20. I saw Matt DiBenedetto win at Tal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then- <laughs> I saw Matt DiBenedetto win at Brit. Oh, oh, that's right. You're so close. But hey, we're such. I saw Matt DiBenedetto win at Daytona. Oh, that's right. Oh no. Well, nice guy too. If it wasn't for COVID, Darian would have seen Matt DiBenedetto win at Las Vegas. Oh, I know. Oh, that's right. That's right. You know what the funniest thing is too? Every time I see DiBenedetto get his heart broken in a heartbreaking loss. Denny beats him in person. 
Oh, no. I, th- I thought you were about to say, I what? smile a little bit. <laughs> oh, I did, I did a, a Talladega last year. Why I messed do, with everyone. Why do I feel like most of these times when he's been contending for a win, we've one of us at least has been there for it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like everyone yeah. in some way. I think, I think yes, at least one of us is I there. Think but... We're being jerks tonight because I'm drinking a rowdy energy. I think that's rubbed off on and also us. Drinking and, and also we ran a little bit into the later hours. That's true. Show. That's true. So, yeah, true. But... Nothing good happens after yeah, 10 p.m. Gotta, Eastern. We, yeah, we still got your super chats and announce yep. the uh, pretty cool person we're having on next yep. week. Go for oh, it, Daddy. Yeah. Right. Go for it. Chat, go nuts go. and guess. Right. Yeah, chat, guess who we're, we're having on next week. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you, but you can guess. Speedway anywhere. Appreciate the five dollars from you. No comment, but appreciate the generous donation there. Happy birthday, Bernie Sanders! Given four ninety nine. Happy eightieth birthday, Bernie! Thank you for all you have done to make this country better and fighting for the common men when no one else would. Uh, okay, well, did we just get a political ad in a non-election I, year? <laughs> I think so, but I am Bernie Sanders, <laughs> and I approve this message. It, it, I don't it, care it, who it, it is. It, like what? It, it, it's Bernie's birthday today, so we'll give it's it. Against, it it's, it's my birthday and, tomorrow, so it's against the millionaires and the billionaires. All right, Platinum Paradise four ninety nine. Appreciate that. I hope Fox was watching that race because NBC's coverage was the best I've seen in a long time. They treat it like the crown jewel it is. Yours truly, Chris, coming in to $5. Appreciate that. Anyone going to be at the Richmond Modified Race the night before the doubleheader? Anyone? No? Oh, no, but uh, those coming back, that's awesome. That's wait, awesome. The mo- wait, the Modifieds? Oh, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I might make it there in time. Mm, maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is it? Bon? Bon A. I don't know. I guess that's how you say that. With a dollar ninety nine. appreciate that. Babu, Babu, Babu. That's what they said. Okay. Sure. Uh, oh, okay. I thought I couldn't hear you guys for a second, but y'all had your microphones muted. I just oh no, I was just saying. What did they say? Baba booey, Baba booey. I don't know. I, I, I lagged out for the last twenty seconds. I was catatonic, so I didn't hear anything that happened. <laughs> All right, Preston Friel is coming up nine nine nine. Appreciate that. In my opinion, it's time for people to shut up about the forward numbers. The fans aren't the people or company spending millionaires millions of dollars to sponsor cars. The sponsors are what keep the sport around. That's pretty fair, and well. I might have to agree with that a little bit. We're not the ones spending that money, so it's not ours to really spend. So, yeah. That might not worth spending if people aren't watching. Well, okay. That's not for us to decide. You don't spend money, so you can't talk about it. Da, 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 da. And all that. Dr. Jones coming at four ninety nine. Appreciate that. I'm searching Dr. for... Dr. Jones. I'm searching for Kevin Harvick's talent. I have so far been unsuccessful, but I found his hypocrisy in him being a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jones coming in again at 499. Also, I am searching for David Hoots. Apparently, he lives wherever the 2019 Daytona rule book is. We desperately need him back. The current guy. <laughs> yeah. He's random. Andrew Meyer, $5. Appreciate that. Cars predicted NASCAR racing at the LA Coliseum by having its finale take place at the fictional LA Coliseum that is a racetrack. That is true. That they is did. Fun. They did. But imagine if that racetrack could exist. A racetrack where you can pull your car in, park it, and watch the race. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Groovy Goose, Eric's pet goose with a dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. Plot twist, KFB paid in Bitcoin. Spin the UFO. Jerry, where are you at? Oh, well, the UFO is spinning. So, yeah, he technically did spin it. He needs to spin it faster. (laughs) 
And Eric's lagged out again. <laughs> Lord Voldemort coming in at a four ninety nine. Oh gosh, the Dark Lord is back. My Death Eaters and I are searching for our new enemy, Harvick. Our numbers uh, grow every day. We will destroy you, Harvick, says Lord Voldemort. We lost Eric. Oh gosh. Yeah, he he lagged out finally. I, I think I think Lord Voldemort's uh, finally get got Eric out of here. Probably. GM coming at five dollars. One, are you excited for the preseason thunder that is returning? Two, mm -hmm. what scanner do you recommend buying for NASCAR races that isn't racing electronics? You know, I haven't looked into buying personal scanners or anything. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I've never had. It's something yeah, I've never I, it's something I need it. to do. I feel like it would be a better investment just go ahead and buy one rather than renting them. Mm hmm Yeah. Uh, but are you excited for the preseason I am. Returning. I am. I am very excited. It'd be good to have that back. Jared's shaking his head no. He's not excited. Jared, are you excited? Are you excited for preseason Thunder return? Oh, I thought we were talking about football. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. 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 no I'm, I'm happy, yeah. I'm yeah, happy. yeah, yeah. No, but wait. Yeah, preseason football, I, I, no. We don't care. About I was sitting here thinking, like, why is he not happy about that? Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, no. Also, someone asked you to spend a UFO in case you didn't hear that. Just spin it, even though it's already spinning. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. Santa Claus is in the chat with four ninety nine. Oh. oh, and he's not even here for this. Santa is very angry at you, Eric. You haven't been attacking Harvick like you said you would. Oh, you know Santa God. hates Harvick. Don't be like Darian. <laughs> is that enough? I'm just like, man, what is it? Vote Kyle three thousand nine ninety nine. Appreciate that. If Joey had tried a video game move, everyone would be calling for his head. What do you guys think? No, I, I, well, I mean, like, yeah, some people would have called for his head and stuff like that, sure, but I don't know. I, I mean, if Larson, I mean, Larson did it. I mean, if Logano did it, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Xavier, 499, a watch along YouTube stream at the playoffs with live reactions from you guys would be a ton of fun. Uh, obviously, we can't show the races, but it'd be interesting to try that for one time. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe down the road. Yeah, we'll see. Here's our good buddy Jar Jar Binks, four ninety nine. Hi, Jar Jar. Misa, we we mad. Wisa don't need gate. Wisa need more two plus mile tracks. Disa and big big doo doo. Misa thinks. Disa, we we bad. Misa no like it. They just yeah, they just come up with different stuff every week. And I don't know. Now that I've seen Star Wars, I'm just so over Jar Jar now. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. And Barbara Smith coming in at $5. Hi, y'all. I am the one y'all don't find the sardonic jokes. LOL. Appreciate the $5 there, Barbara. Avatar, Avatar Core coming in at 4 dollars The Avatar issued a statement calling for the Weiner, JL, and the Hitler and Cheater, Harvick, the lead NASCAR, yada, yada, yada. Okay, y'all don't <laughs> like them. Uh, Hadley Palmer coming in five dollars. Appreciate that. Might be going oh. my first race at Dega. If I buy cheap nosebleeds, can I still go up by the fence and watch the train go by? Any other advice? Well, I hope you do have fun if that is your first race at Dega. Um, there's kind of, especially since the whole Carl Edwards thing, they really don't like people going up against the fence. So I'm not going to say yeah. I can recommend doing that. Nah, uh, but hey, enjoy your time at Talladega. It's a great experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Asami Sato. Uh, uh, Y'all should ha have Jar Jar on the show. Yeah, I've had him as a background. Yeah, he's been on the show. <laughs> as the background. 
Luke O, Canadian $5, appreciate that. Oh my gosh, Rick Ware Racing is greater than Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, oh, yeah, in what, in what universe? In what Preston Frills, $4.99, appreciate that. The only reason the people of LA would go to the race would be to get t shirts so they can cut holes in it and call it fashion. Fair enough. <laughs> That's, I, I, I can see that actually. That was a good one. Course, I'll give him that. That was a good one. And of course, here's wifey Claudia Baldwin, $26. Here's $26 for your 26th birthday. Happy early birthday. Oh, Eric. Oh, Eric. They oh, just cringe. I just cringe. I cringe too much. Jesus. Are you on your phone? Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, gosh. The audio is always so bad when you're on your phone. I know. <laughs> oh, dude. Go ahead. Go ahead, dude. Luke O, Canadian $5. Happy birthday, Danny. Also, James Davison is greater than Chase Elliott. Okay. <laughs> the Dom Goblin for $1.99. Appreciate that. Hunting for NASCAR Phoenix diecast at Walmart and Target right now. Hope you found something good. There's a few new cool. ways out there. That's cool. Four ninety nine coming in from Hot Piss. If Bristol sponsors your video, don't you kind of have to go to the playoff race? Hint, hint, Eric. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. MVR owner, appreciate the $2. Dad joke. How do you make 7-Eleven? Take away the S. Ha! 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 Fine. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't know why I said 7-Eleven. It's a 7-even. I messed up the joke. Sorry. Oh, you messed up the joke. You're like me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like Darian. Like me. Luke, oh, appreciate the Canadian $5. No, it's Gibbs. Okay. Okay. Blue Jimmy 48 fan. Hey, appreciate the $5, man. Hope you're doing good. Wish I could be there for Richmond, but thanks for letting me do guest picks. Fingers crossed. Daytona 22 will finally be the week I meet all of you. Uh, it won't be me. I'm not going to Daytona next year. Damn. At least you meet most of us. Oh. Yeah. The Dom Goblin coming in at $1.99. I appreciate that. You got that 90 Daytona hat on display, Jarrett? Hold on. Uh, yeah, I, I have it at home. I have the I'm, I have it on display, though, at home, yes. <laughs> okay. PTM Billy coming in at $2.00. appreciate that. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, Billy. Hope you're having a good night. MVR owner coming in with $2. If a child refuses to nap, are they resisting arrest? What? <laughs> what is with you? What is with you, man? MVR owner is going full dad jokes tonight. Dude, oh my God. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> Scott oh, McNew coming in with $2. Appreciate that. Happy early birthday, Danny. Appreciate that, Scott. Hope you're having a good night, man. Alan Michael McKevin coming in at four ninety nine. Just saying, yay! My first live time watching the podcast. Appreciate that, Alan. Hope oh, you enjoyed awesome. uh, your first time catching us live. Hope to see you back in weeks to come. Once again, Santa Claus, the big man himself, a dollar ninety nine. Don't ignore Santa, Eric. Don't join Darian. Boo, Kevin Harvick. <laughs> of course, of course, the meme ones. Yeah. Always rolling in. And is that it for Super Chats? We got one last one coming in from Luke Luke O. Once again, you've been very generous tonight, Luke. Appreciate that. Canadian $5. (laughs) Bro, get out of here, Santa. Go whip some elves or something. (laughs) (laughs) And with with that, appreciate everyone who donated to the... Whoa. (laughs) He's in his closet. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man! Appreciate yeah, everyone who donated to the show tonight. Uh, all those go exclusively to my birthday. Uh, oh, and we got one from one more. How do you Another say, lens. How do you say this? Yeah. Whoa. I'm, I assume it's be Job, not Job. Job Krushberg, and that's from the Netherlands. Is that what is that symbol for? Is that pounds? Is that ten pounds? Or what is that symbol? Santa said no. <laughs> it's something. I'm not sure. I don't know, man. But I'm, I'm, I go to American schools. We don't learn much. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate the donation there, Mr. Krushberg. Keep up the great work. Love the vids. Much love from the Netherlands. Hope you're having good times over there in the Netherlands. Thank you. And last but not least, Dollar 99 from Santa Claus. No, we're all on the naughty list. Yeah. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> well, yeah. that'll, that'll be a wrap, I think. Cool. Yeah. All right. Should we announce who our guest is next week, Jared? Yeah. Is it time now? I yeah. yeah, I think we should. No one really get. No, I didn't see too many guesses for it. Yeah, I didn't see too many guesses, but, but yeah, go for it. Since it'll be on Jared's channel next week, Jared, what do we got? All right. Join us next week, Wednesday, September 15th, my channel, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 Mountain Time, 5 Whoa. Pacific Time. He's getting all the times down. So that you can see our pre-recorded interview. So you'll have to leave your uh, comments in the chat or if you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else, you can just tag me at, on Twitter uh, at, Ice Titan, at Ice Titan 80 um, because we're going to be joined by AJ Allmendinger. Uh, so again, leave your questions for AJ. If, if we're talking about a fun guest, like he is is one of the most most fun personalities in any of the top three series. His and energy, on, the energy man, the energy. And on top of that, um, when I, I got the, the opportunity to be in a Zoom call with him at one point uh, in like April or March, and the dude has a wicked sense of humor. So it's gonna be a really fun interview. Be sure to tune in. Leave your uh, your questions down below. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll leave some other places that you can leave questions. Uh, and just hype it up, y'all. Hype two, it up. It's going to be fun. Two-time Cup Series winner, AJ Allmendinger. Nice. So, yeah, the Dinger is going to be joining us. All right. Well, That'd be cool. I, that'll do it for all of us. I guess Jared Tell is me when. in prime position. Uh, I'm going to click the button now so you got some time before it gets going. Yeah. Hey, we heard some of it at least. I heard yep. some of it at least. Eric's going to wave a flag, and we're going to start waving because we're going to be going here in just a minute. And bye-bye. Goodbye! Hey, TVP, I saw that. Appreciate the $100. Y'all enjoy the rest of the outro. So, sorry it has happened what it did. But, hey, have a good night, everybody. That That's awesome. Thanks for the, thanks. I appreciate the happy birthday there.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.